Welcome back, everybody, to the H3 Podcast. Live. That's right, Ela. Thank you to today's sponsors, MVMT, Quip, and Stitch Fix. Next week's guest is the great and wonderful Rhett and Link of Good Mythical Morning. I'm very excited to have them. They will be joining us on Thursday at 7 p.m. PST, an unusual time. Please leave your questions for them on the subreddit. We will also be having an extra episode this Tuesday. Top of the bus! Joining us on the mic and soundboard will be the funny and wonderful good friend of mine, Zach Hadel, a.k.a. Psychic Pebbles. It's going to be a magical mystery ride. So join us on Tuesday. But enough with that peripheral BS. Because today's guest is perhaps the most underrated YouTuber of all time. For sure. Of all time. His production quality is beyond anything I've ever seen on YouTube. And every video has the production quality and visual effects of like a multi-million dollar Hollywood production. It's insane. He's been doing it for 10 years. And he's... In my, he's one of my favorite channels, and it, he's criminally underwatched. You may know him as Captain Disillusion. He's a superhero whose special power is skepticism. He debunks conspiracy theories and fake special effects in a wonderful and comedic way that I have not seen anywhere. He is the incredible Randy of the new generation. I cannot sing his praises enough, and it is a great honor and privilege to introduce the wonderful Alan Melikjanian to the show. And also, Alan and viewers at home, did you realize that we're on a green screen this whole time? Oh, oh who's the special effects master now, dude? Green screen ourselves into our own studio, please. Who's on that level? Ethan, when did you learn all that? I picked it up. Green screen? I picked it up. I I I know how to drag and drop ultra keys. All right. With that being said, I hope y'all just got freaked out. Let's get rolling with our boy Alan. Got him. <laughs> what do you think about that? How? What do you think about our uh, special effects? You know what? Fuck this shit. Wow. Oh no. <laughs> okay. That's what happens Excuse when you out dock the dock. You know what? You think you're so smart, but actually, he's called the amazing Randy. All right. So that is, you got that wrong. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Yeah, Ethan actually. called him the incredible Randy. Uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I fully. Oh, listen, I'm sure he'll take incredible. <laughs> no, you guys, um, that, was, that was really fun. <laughs> first of all, thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. It's I, awesome yeah. to be here. I think I and everybody who's ever seen your videos has got to be a huge fan. <laughs> thank you. So I, it's great that we finally get a chance to uh, say what up. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I, I, I should warn you guys, though, that um, <laughs> the, 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 first, the only other time I've been to L.A. before now... <laughs> has been for like work reasons with this company that I've been years ago. And we came here to get like an endorsement from a famous person. And our experience was we came to LAX, landed, went straight to Beverly Hills right. to uh, meet in the home of this like well-known film director. Who was he? In our meeting. Okay, uh, I'm not going to say. Gonna say yeah, but, say. but I'll say another name though, because during the meeting, which went fine, it had to be paused for a minute because he was visited by... <laughs> rock musician guitarist Slash who just oh, showed up no. with a, a, a DVD of a cartoon 
that he produced or something that starred like a kid version of himself that he wanted to show the director. So they watched it in his bedroom, like sitting on the bed. And you were there the whole like, time. Yeah, and we were there watching them watch this, like a couple of kids. And then, you know, he they finished, he left, we finished our meeting, went back on the plane. So I'm just saying the level of weirdness has to be maintained this trip. That's like very... if you guys can help me out. Oh, so yeah, I have a yeah, story yeah, each time I visit yeah, LA. No problem. LA. I can hook you up with that's characters. hard too. It's up. I feel like that's that's not an uncommon experience in LA. No, yeah. LA is a strange city. It's way too big. Mm-hmm. There's everybody takes freeways that are like you can't see anything when you're on the freeway, so you have yeah. no grasp of what the city's actually like. And a lot of people come here for business. They just their experience is being stuck in traffic all day, and then they leave. And they're like, "What's the big <laughs> deal with LA?" Yeah, yeah. yeah but it was... it, I like LA. It's just you gotta you gotta spend you gotta, you gotta spend like it. ten years well, here and be like, yeah. You gotta fall in love with it. Yeah. Over time, I, I get it. People fall in love with LA. It's I no, it's not that romantic. Yeah, it's not that like, romantic. I think you maybe fall in love with New York. People who succeed here fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe. that's how it works. Maybe. <laughs> My first question for you yeah. is: How long does it take to do that makeup? Used to take a really long time. Like I was so slow and bad at it. It took me like maybe like forty-five minutes. Like an idiot. Like it shouldn't look like it takes that long. And it's no, well, no it but, looks pretty good. I mean, yeah. But I got it down to about fifteen, twenty minutes when I'm like just nice. kind of breezing through it. But like it's still, it's 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 and a process. And I imagine like how many shoot days do you have per video? I try to keep it to one for that very reason. But sometimes, yeah, we'll have like a proper like movie shoot day where it's like an eight wow. to twelve hour day. We're just like let's get because I do twelve takes of everything and I can't right. really wow. talk good. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll just shoot everything through. But sometimes if it involves me like being in a different location or something mm-hmm. outside the place, so. We'll we'll do like a separate day. So there's a uh, lot of planning that goes in through yeah. the the script probably because it's got to be all. Done. I, I I mean I treat treated like short films you know mm-hmm. like we do and I went to film school we did little short yes. films all the time and it's the whole I do everything by the book that yeah. way I write the script, I'll plan it out do a shot list and wow. you know, do it in the nerdy way. <laughs> so when you say well here I want I want to, I would like to for the uninitiated here in the audience. Um, watch one of your videos. I want to just give the people out there who who aren't familiar with your work some. Is that okay? Oh yeah, I hope it's not one of the old ones. They're no, really cringy. No, no, no. It's okay. a great well, we're going to start <laughs> great, with. Great, uh, great. I don't think you have any cringy videos. <laughs> I want to watch your first video. Is like what oh. the hell? Like your first video is from ten years ago. Yeah. And aren't all the other bo- uh, videos at that time a bot a square? Yeah, mine's a square technically, but it's like letterboxed to be. 16. And now it looks normal. That's how ahead of the time you are. I had to add a special tag because it was like, you know how the thing that happened where like you had the widescreen video and it got boxed in twice. Right, right. So there's like a little tag they made. You could put it in and it like magnifies it. Ahead of the freaking game, even 10 years ago. (laughs) So, okay. Um, I want people to get the full D. The big old D that they deserve. No quick Ds here. Big fat D. So here is... Your, I think this is your most recent video. Yeah, you made you you at home may know have heard of the invisible box challenge. I I happen upon it, and basically what you do, generally speaking, is find online phenomenons or how would you call it? People who are trying to get away with something. Yeah, I mean just hoaxes and hoaxes. Like little depend. It sometimes it could just be something unusual. And you can't tell if it's real or fake or someone re- deliberate, deliberately trying to, like, fool people. It's mm. different things. Or sometimes it's just a viral mm. ad. Right. Mm-hmm. So you debunk stuff, videos, essentially, yeah. graphical effects, mo- mainly. Yeah. Like, I just call it debunking for 
ease of like understanding, mm -hmm. but sometimes I'll just like kind of critique a thing or say, hey, here's how you could do this, mm -hmm. you know, and this is how they did it. This is how you could do it. Right. Sometimes I'm really pissed off and I think what they're doing is wrong and I kind of really criticize the people behind it. Sometimes I'm having fun with it. When you say I, are you talking about the character or yeah, do you the kind character. of mesh? Um, how, how, what's the difference between what you feel and what the character feels? I mean, it's like a heightened exaggerated version of sure. like my impulsive reactions to what i see but of course it's made you know i like to think i'm a nice guy in real life, <laughs> yeah. but this is like how i wish like the dickish version of me that i <laughs> wish i could be um and i think it works just for comedic effects sometimes it's like almost what not to be like how not to react it's mm. you know it's like reverse psychology i love it on the i think i think <laughs> it's so funny i love the character well, Thanks. here, let's let's watch this. I, first of all, let me say, I love how you just flex on all the people in this video. Because you're like, you guys are all doing this fake box challenge. But if you were good, this is how you would do it. Basically. Let's watch. I think we should just go ahead and pronounce the word meme the way we all read it in our heads. Meme. Can I admit something embarrassing? Yeah. For like my first two years on the internet, I said... I said meme. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, I, I, I didn't talk on the internet, but that's how I thought it's pronounced. How, yeah. do you, how are you supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. And you were in Israel. Well, you're supposed to, yes. you're supposed so, yeah. to hear the audio book of the Richard Dawkins book <laughs> yeah, about exactly. where he says it. Yeah, so yeah. that's the only way you'd know. But I was, I was chastised by my friends because I was walking around saying meme. <sighs> that's so embarrassing. <laughs> But I was, they're like, it's meme. I'm we like, We should no. bring it back, Ethan. <laughs> meme. Yeah, I mean, it's more fun Maybe to say. Right. Let's Full be, circle. Yeah. That was a dank meme. Well, you brought you it guys back. are trendsetters now. You could do this. We, <laughs> you we brought it back. back. You're the yeah. meme guy. It's a perfect still there. <laughs> meme already means mime in French, so the viral trend we call that should at least involve some actual miming skills. Like, for instance, the invisible box challenge. You know, the thing that was a thing for a while where you try to convincingly step over nothing. It truly took off when someone actually managed to do it well. So, was that one fake? Uh, no, no, that's that's the so, real okay, deal. Okay, that's the one I saw. I was like, that's, yeah. that's cool. I mean, Someone none of them are typically to... fake. Uh, I mean, there are a few, the ones that I highlight, you know. Yeah. And it kind of came later, the phenomenon of faking it, because mm. people wanted to one-up each other. Mm. But first, people were just trying to do this dance move, which mm -hmm. I guess she does the best. Mm. <laughs> do it well. And that someone was, let's see, uh... Texas varsity cheerleader Ariel Olivar. Here she is on NBC's Today Show explaining how to perform the move in a series of shots that break every possible rule of composition. Let's watch. Okay, first you have to show them there's nothing there yeah. here. Okay. As if it was like a magic trick. And then you lift your leg. Um, or no, you have to pat so it. So I thought you were going to debunk this, but it turns out you just you didn't like the... the well, uh -huh. behind the scenes exactly uh, extra the here, time. you see they have so, a little green screen uh, thing jump, going on in that show. Because later, they do a joke of it. The hosts join <laughs> and her so and they do a fake version of the movie. The my mm. God, you put one foot up and try to keep <laughs> it in the same spot while jumping really high with the other foot. Anyone can do it. Well, anyone who is strong, lightweight, and extremely coordinated like Ariel and me. Watch this. Okay, here we go. Oh, is nope. that your green screen setup? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I made it like rigged up to look sadder and fall easily. It's, okay. it's usually, okay, you know, sure, sure. Yeah. Got it. It's incredible what you can accomplish with relatively small resources. Sure, just got to know how to make it look good. And notice uh, the green shirt on green green screen. That was not easy <laughs> to accomplish. What you you mean? You're at the beginning, green. yeah. Before before the green screen disappears, it's actually being keyed. 
you got to have the skills. Hold on, hold on. I need to understand exactly what I'm looking at here. Like, I'm wearing that green shirt there, but it's being keyed on green screen for that little bit. And that's just, you know, that's just how you do it. That's experience, that's skills right there. (laughs) Oh my God. Dan, how do you feel about that? Are you insecure back there? Uh, A little bit. We were struggling. We were struggling keying out that uh, perfectly lit, professionally set up green room. It's awesome. I mean, it looked good to me. Is that a, is that a good conditions for a greenie? For oh, a greenie? Yeah. 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 yeah, we can't greenie. do it. We can't. We greenie. can't do it. Got a greenie. <laughs> oh God! I broke every bone in my body. Oh. So the part that I love here indoor types is. So how about this? When you yeah, start yeah. flexing on these haters <laughs> and show how it sh- could really be done. I feel like much of a challenge. So how about this? My totally fake invisible box video breaks all those rules. The camera is handheld and moving. A clear shadow shows my foot not touching anything. And this alternate angle shows I wasn't suspended from above. Can you tell how I did it? So when you I'll reveal the so answer smug. on this <laughs> it's great. It's so man. great though. So stay um, subscribed. So how long did it bell. take you to actually as you go into the details of how you did it and putting dots on the concrete? Well, and we then, should show it. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll just that. tell you. Okay. After finding just the right location they on the mean streets of Los Cajas, I filmed the shot with a real box dotted with tracking markers. I also put a dense grid of markers on the ground in front of the box. It's like knowing so the exact distance so all these markers yeah. helped me extract a camera solve and recreate. So all them. the dots in the back you set up, like the well, one the on the Well, the dots in the back are just um, just features that are dot looking that got I just it. used. But mainly, what was important is that area. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Got it. Move in 3D much more precisely than could be done with auto tracking. Armed with this 3D animated recreation, I was able to freeze one frame of the pavement without the box, which I made sure to capture right after filming the move, and project it back onto the virtual ground surface, making the box literally invisible throughout the moving shot. Of course, it also made everything else that entered the area disappear, and while the green on the box helped a little, I ended up manually rotoscoping my hand and foot and their respective shadows to appear on top of the box invisibility patch. Ironically, the biggest challenge was removing the markers that made the effect possible in the first place. Painting them away in one frame and using the same projection method as the box wasn't enough because my shadow moved across them. So I picked individual frames where various markers are in shadow, painted each one out, and combined a series of projections until I had a version of the entire grid in shadow. I then used the tracking data to stabilize a 2D projection of my shadow and rotoscoped it to create a mat that controlled when and this how the shadow patches were revealed. After I've some edited. final tweaks and color adjustments, I ended up with a pretty convincing take on a meme that was already extremely out of date when I started. But I'm not <laughs> interested in being trendy. So, a couple questions. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, that, that was actually one of my favorite moments from, from your videos of how that, that whole se- sequence came together. Yeah. How long did it, did it take you to put all that together? Well, I, I mean, I, take, I, I release a video a month and mm-hmm. so you know that the old, like adage that it, a task is going to take as long as the time mm-hmm. you allot for it. <laughs> sure. So like it pretty much takes me every uh-huh. day of the month to put it together. Mm-hmm. But like the effects are definitely the longest portion because I'll it, shoot it in a day. Like I said, I'll I'll do like the rough editing in a day, 
and then I just sit there for days doing oh the, the fine work. So you yeah. you you spend the bulk of your time doing all the visual effects. Do Pretty you much. do you edit yourself? Yeah, I, I everything every like moment of every video I've done on my own. <laughs> just sitting that is on. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, if I was smart, I could like collaborate with people and get people to help me. But you know, I'm still working on that. I'm figuring out yeah. how I can. I can make that. Someone happen. on that level, would you, could you ever trust somebody else to edit your stuff? Well, just you just have to know how to meet the right people and like yeah. you know, kind of find like minds and mm -hmm. people of the same skill level. Mm. And yeah, but I'm not like you know what's funny as we were watching that, I, I wanted to say that yeah, it looks it's pretty dense, and I'm explaining <laughs> a lot of stuff. But honestly, like anyone that does visual effects, when they watch that, they'll be like, yeah, sure, really? like that's what we do. Nothing. That's what we do every day. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's it's just that kind of complicated. Uh, <laughs> it looks weird... like it's it's Latin to me. It's yeah. like a whole. But you know what's funny? When before I knew how to edit, I used to watch these like MLG montages, and I was like, "That's magic." <laughs> but, what's that? <laughs> uh, it's like just really shitty meme edits. Okay. But now that I see that, it looks really easy. Yeah. But that's how, true. I'm, I'm interested in what you said about how it takes you so long to make a video. It's so hard for you, your video to be relevant by the time you finish it. Do you yeah. find yourself coming along that problem frequently? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, like YouTube moves so fast. As yeah. If you're trying to uh, hit on something trendy. So I'm, I've learned that I just, that's not something I'm always able to do. So I'm like aiming for things. Either like this, I'll just play it off and say, well, now it's my turn to talk about this. Or I'll just pick things that are kind of timeless, like a lot of viral videos just come around like mm -hmm. they just come back and they do like they're like a comet i had an episode called viral comments where it's just mm -hmm. like stuff somebody just starts sharing the thing from 2002 again and it's it like in a, news articles and a blogs vintage again. meme yeah vintage meme 2002 was a great year yeah. <laughs> how did you tell me about your background of, of visual effects and special effects you studied it in college but how did how did you actually get good I didn't actually study visual effects in college. I, I always was interested in like movie making and animation. And it was always a toss up for me between which, which of those two fields I'm really going to pursue. And when it was time to go to college, I picked this like kind of little, like dingy little film school that was just starting out. And, and they had a computer animation program that was all fancy. And this mm -hmm. little like try hard little uh, film uh, department and then I signed up for animation, uh, but at the last second, like after the first day of school, I'm, I realized I need to change my major because animation and anything with visual effects with computers, that's something you can learn on your own, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like there's, especially now, this this was before like tutorials and things, but mm -hmm. there were books on these subjects and you could you could just get the software and figure it out and play with it until mm -hmm. you figure out how it works. But with filmmaking shooting stuff editing you you gotta it's like a team sport and if you don't learn in like a safe way how to work together with everybody mm -hmm. how to dele delegate and everything then you there's no and also like play with all the fancy equipment that you don't necessarily need to spend get, tons of money yeah so i yeah I, I spent like i studied that properly and then i kind of just taught self-taught in terms of effects and animation. so people who want to learn how to do this or learn to make film is that the important thing that you learn from film school more than anything, just how to work in that that team environment, would you say? Yeah, well, like specifically just things not not having to do with effects, just making movies, telling stories. That's right. something it's difficult to do on your own. You can't watch but, a YouTube tutorial about how to work with a crew yeah. of 
It's not I the mean, same. you can even watch that tutorial, but you without experiencing it mm -hmm. and like interacting and getting a thing done together, mm -hmm. I don't think you can, you know, you, it's like you just have to feel it out. Mm -hmm. But a computer program is a computer program. Like we sure. use them every day. So this is just a different thing you do yeah. with a different tool. I wanted to ask, you kind of yeah. answered it. Is it possible to learn to be that good at editing in school? Or do you think someone who's, who's as talented as you at it? See you grimacing. <laughs> I just I don't take compliments well. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> do you think that someone can get that good at something would have to just on their own decide and dedicate, I'm going to spend an obscene amount of time by myself studying this on YouTube or wherever? Is that the only way to get that good? To, to just study it on your own? Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, my, I... I studied, I was like a nerd about it. Like when I was actually in high school, before college, I, I was in this sort of technical, like progressive high school that had almost like mm. college majors mm. and they had a TV production like studio and that's what I was in. So I, I'd stay after school. They had these editing suites with this new thing called the video toaster, which was like, this is before computer, like nonlinear editing. It was like a computer, an Amiga computer that would run tape decks like to to play them in time and then like you could mix it on the computer mm. it's like this weird technology but it also came with a 3d program one of the earliest ones that was available that wasn't like tens of thousands of dollars right. so i sat there and watched like vhs <laughs> tape <laughs> tutorials of like how to mm. use it by this company and just like nerded out on it and you know that i guess if you put in the extra time you can accomplish anything you know just it's it that's the whole thing with my videos is like no my my trademark is no one would spend that much time on something so insignificant and it's like I, I, I just do it, I just push a little bit further and then it looks impressive to people. Seems it like. looks so impressive, the the editing. It's ridiculous. I'm wondering um, so what were your resources for learning? Like did you actually learn from YouTube tutorials and stuff um, like that? Well like mo a lot of what I learned like predates tutorials, like I said, like this is pre-YouTube days, like pre-2005. I mean, yeah, your first video 10 years ago was already <laughs> edited, like, in a similar fashion. Yeah, I suppose. And, and, and I mean, it, I literally would go to bookstores. They would have, like, fat books on, wow. like, using That's, that's old-world dedication. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, tutorials. There's sites. I, I did a talk, uh, the, the QED talk that I have. Um, I, you know, I go a little bit over, like, the process of how I do things. And there's some, you know, there's a lot of online... Not just tutorials on YouTube, but there's like sites dedicated, like Lynda.com, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that, that just like have proper lessons, pl lesson yeah. plans, and teach you. Mm. And I frequent those. I'm subscribed on so many of those. I don't <laughs> even know. Like I'm sometimes. What so is you're this still charge? learning. You're still yeah. watching tutorials. Oh yeah, because this is it's so easy to the the the, the tools change every day and they get improved and mm. even like if you just use after effects if you haven't updated it in a few months mm -hmm. you like you don't know all the new features <laughs> they have mm. like now we do things completely different mm -hmm. we don't use that effect anymore which right. of so those websites would you say are the um, most useful well, uh linda like i said there's a there's um uh a thing called plural site it used to be called digital tutors uh, mm -hmm. com. Now it's plural site. It's also like a lot of different. They cover everything. There's like a section on like and you know programming or whatever, and then there's like uh, just for arts and digital effects. It's and kind of the thing. incredible thing of of today is that anyone yeah. who's dedicated can learn pretty much anything yeah. on their own. Yeah, and then there's sites that are dedicated more like to specific tools. Like um, I'm kind of I've been frequenting and become friends with a couple of people from this site called cgcookie.com, mm. and they they pretty much cover only like 
analog regular art visual art and also this program called blender which is like a free completely free um what's it called open source uh, like 3d software mm-hmm. package it actually does other things like compositing and it, it, they're trying to be like from start to end you could do everything on it you could edit video and stuff mm. but it's mainly like its strength is 3d so you could do like pixar animation level stuff really? and you yeah and it's free, for free. yeah you wow. just download it you that's use crazy that that's how crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Nobody has an excuse anymore to not like <laughs> be a professional at whatever they want. I feel like mm-hmm. you keep mentioning how you put all this time in for something insignificant. This seems to be a theme somehow. <laughs> yeah. What is the most insignificant thing that you've spent the longest time editing, and how long did it oh, take you? I think there's a lot of examples. The thing that popped into my head now, may- maybe it's not the most ridiculous example, but. Um, the the Will Sai video I did about the magician that was on America's Got yep, Talent. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there is, he's got like online videos where he uses like digital effects instead of actual magic. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to, there was a quick montage where I reverse engineer, you know, like just display like, here's what was really happening in the shot. And sometimes I'm adding little elements. And, and there's one where he does a trick where he changes. He has a ukulele and he just like he has it's a, it's like pink or whatever. And he flips it and it's green or whatever mm-hmm. color. And I'm just just to show that it's it was just like blue or whatever. It was a solid color. And just like with the green screen you guys did, he just keyed a different color and uh. then keyed a different. So to show that, <laughs> so, though, yeah, yeah I, I am. I don't, you know, it's you, the YouTube video quality is not that good, like the compression. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you're zooming in on something like a ukulele, yeah. it's flat and mm. you see all the artifacts. So I couldn't like key the thing he keyed and do it over. So instead I had to rotoscope this ukulele and every string of the ukulele like frame <laughs> by frame oh so that God. the strings didn't change color. Wow. But I could change the ukulele <laughs> and like, paint it in. And, and, it, and it was on the screen for like... Less than a second, for sure. Oh, my God. But I spent like a day doing that. <laughs> Just painstaking. Yeah. That's and so I'm, funny. And I'm, I, as I was doing it, I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? Just for one second. <laughs> Hopefully. But it will, probably... Yeah. I watched that video. It probably looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, if if it wasn't there... If it wasn't there, maybe it wouldn't make a difference. But if I didn't do that one and another little piece and mm-hmm. another little, uh, before you know it, it's not right. that interesting to look at. That video actually rocked my world a little bit when I realized that America's it was America's Got Talent, right? I think so. Yeah, they were cohorts. They helped him cheat. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, I don't know any other explanation. Huh. It's 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 a big, like. I guess claim, but I mean, I'm not making it lightly. It's like you look. Yeah. There's a cut there. Yeah. There's a cut. So unless they did it, maybe they did it for YouTube or something. I don't know. But it looks like the show. It makes sense though and, when you yeah. say it, like that they would do that. Uh, yeah. For people who haven't seen it, he does a trick. He's on like black velvet. What was the trick where you thought he, you it's like it? the typical? It's called the coin matrix where you have the four coins and you cover them and then they end up magically showing up to the same spot. But mm-hmm. he did like a flourish on it where he. He just made things like instead of, you know, just manipulating coins under cards, he just like would snap his fingers and they would just pop mm-hmm. into places and he transformed them into petals, rose petals. And then like it just it started out ordinary, but then became like amazing. Mm. And when he did these transitions that look like the old movie cut kind of effect, it literally was that or at least it was assisted by like a little time compression, a little cut. That, that implies a lot because they presumably do it in front of a live audience. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah in that case, weird. I think what's, what was happening is it was pretty much what you see, but they cut out like a frame or two just to speed oh, up the mechanism. Just to, to make, make it a little, little cleaner. More. Oh, right. Yeah, that's on what the, you said. Because you said it, yeah, there's some kind of... It's like there's some kind of hatching. I don't know what it looked like. I have no way of knowing, but I can imagine. You that, know what probably yeah. happened? They're like, this looks so fake if you're watching. It's so obvious that without consulting him probably and even they're like let's let's fix this so yeah, because it, it looks be. horribly fake i think yeah it, it might not even look that fake and maybe to the audience watching it on the monitor and mm -hmm. on the screen and it would look fine sure but if you're gonna put it on tv and on youtube you know oh, people are gonna look at it frame by frame yeah. so now mm -hmm. you have no choice so maybe they are like but I don't know. If, is that okay? No, I no, don't think so. I mean, Especially think in a so. talent show. It's like, yeah. you suck, dude. You didn't do it good. Yeah, I mean, it's or just risk, you know. Yeah, people will see that there's a thing for a frame it's there. It's like magic that isn't just, real either. Yeah, so, Just, just let them it? see what it is. Yeah. I love that. Um, like all of your videos. I, you. I have to compliment you more. Thank you don't you, so you love this guy? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to take compliments. Better. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna we'll that. work on that. <laughs> um... Uh, let's let's take a quick break. We are going to be back. I want to talk about the Gateway to Sedona's video. I love that. There's so nice. much in there. <laughs> um, so we are going to go to a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with your boy, The D, <laughs> a.k.a. Captain Disillusion, but I like to call him The D. So come get The D in a minute. Thank you to MVMT Movement for sponsoring this week's episode of the H3 Podcast. You guys have heard me talking about MVMT. You know that it was started by two college dropouts that started their own watch company. It's crazy how fast this company has grown because they've sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. And they continue to revolutionize the fashion world because they believe that style shouldn't break the bank. What these guys are doing are selling high quality, incredibly made, beautiful watches for a fraction of the price that it would cost you from one of these traditional retailers. I don't know if you've checked out the site lately, but they have doubled the number of watch styles and now are selling high quality sunglasses and just introduced women's bracelets. Ela, They have really cool ones with barbed wire. Barbed wire? Ooh, careful. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh a little dangerous, a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you may know, for all of you people who aren't lonely ass this Valentine's Day, it is around the corner. And it can be hard to find that perfect gift, but MVMT is here to make it easy. You can buy your loved one a Valentine's Day beautiful custom gift box, which has a watch and a bracelet. Imagine your girlfriend. Oh. Ethan, you never do anything for me. I'm not, it's not direct toward you. I'm just hypothetical. You never do, he's, I don't expect anything. He never does anything for me for Valentine's Day. All of a sudden, oh my God, a, cost, a custom box shows up with this incredible, beautiful, show that, show this. Look at how beautiful this watch is. With a bracelet, it's like, oh my God. Guess who's getting it tonight, boy. Maybe I should get you that. Maybe you should. Maybe I already did. <laughs> um... Honestly, this is going to be the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Their bracelets are the perfect complement to the watch. It's a beautiful to stack and wear them together. Or if you just want a slick, beautiful watch, go to mvmt.com slash h3. And today, my friends, only 
you will get 15% off with free shipping and free returns if you don't like the dang thing. So go to nvmt.com slash h3 and join the movement. They're changing the world. I love their watches. Hit them up. Thank you for sponsoring us. Next, we have Quip. You know I love Quip. I can't stop talking about Quip. It's an electric toothbrush that is so freaking good, it should be in every house in America. Um, you know what? Toothbrushes are already expensive. You go to the grocery store for a good toothbrush, it's going to run you like five bucks. And then it, it wears out. It's too firm. It messes up your gums. Who Who is making this crap? So Quip came up with a brilliant idea. They're like, you know what? We're going to change the game. We're going to disrupt this market. Yes, I've been watching Shark Tank. <laughs> Look at this. Here. here it is. This is an electric toothbrush. It only costs 25 bucks. It lasts for months. All you have to do is, is change out the top. It's made of rubber and really soft, wonderful bristles. It doesn't have any batteries that you have to change or anything. And listen to this. That's the real deal. You hear that vibrations? That's the real deal. And here's the beautiful thing. It goes for three minutes, which is how long you're supposed to be brushing that nasty-ass mouth of yours. And it turns off to let you know, hey, guess what? You're done, and you're good to go. And now you can breathe in anyone's face because you've got the perfect breath. I hate stinky breath. And this is my favorite toothbrush ever made, and I'm obsessed with oral hygiene. So here's the deal. Go to getquip. Go to getquip.com slash H3 right now and get your first refill pack Free with a Quip electric toothbrush. They start at just 25 bucks. the toothbrush itself. That's a free refill pack free at getquip.com slash h3. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash h3. Try it out. I guarantee you are going to fall in love with this toothbrush and you will never look back. I love it. Thank you to Quip for sponsoring us. And finally, Stitch Fix Men. Listen... You know, there's always that guy in the room. He's looking slick. He's looking great. He's ready for everything, for anything. And that takes a certain skill set. It takes a certain focus and appreciation for fashion and maybe a certain understanding that some of us don't frankly have. Okay? I'm not the most fashionable guy in the world. But here's what Stitch Fix does that's so cool. It's the new way to shop for clothes, and it's unbelievably simple. Just go to stitchfix.com and answer some questions about your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend. Stitch Fix has clothes for every guy and his style. It's not just one type guy look. Uh, they've got everybody from me to a guy who smelts steel. <laughs> Real men. I don't know what guys like that wear. Overalls. We'll send you overalls. I don't know. But they have styles for everyone. Your personal stylist then use your preference and the other information you enter to select brand new clothes for you. I like to – it's your personal stylist they call it. I like to call it your virtual girlfriend or mom. Not mom, girlfriend. She's like, listen, you slob. You, you look like shit. I think a stylist is better. It sounds great, but what it really is is your girlfriend who's like, I need, to, I need you to look good. <laughs> Except you don't have the girlfriend. That's why you need Stitch Fix. Once you get the girlfriend, you don't need Stitch Fix. But we're trying to get you to that point. <laughs> Maybe your girlfriend does not. It's a great thing. It's a great product. <laughs> the, uh, anyway, the items are delivered right to your home. You try them on, and you only pay for what you keep. So if you don't like some of them, send it back. Forget about it. Just send anything you don't want back. Shipping is free both ways. 
Unrelated to the read. Get your fix on demand or sign up to receive scheduled shipments. Guys of all shapes, sizes, and budgets agree. Defining your new style starts with Stitch Fix. Try them out today. You got nothing to lose. So here's the deal, folks. Oh, I forgot. You know what? Hang on. Here's the deal, folks. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash h3, and you'll also get 25% off when you keep all five of the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash h3 to get started today. That's stitch, S-T-I-T-C-H, fix, F-I-X, dot com slash H3. Go try them out. Dan has been wearing this sweater from Stitch Fix. I think you've been wearing that pretty much every Friday since you signed up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Here, talk, tell tell. I love it. It's, this, is, this sweater, I mean, look at this. <laughs> yeah, come on! Come on. <laughs> no, but unironically, you've been you've been rocking that sweatshirt. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. They really nailed you. Yeah. They, they knew me. They nailed the podcast would producer. You, look. Would you call it your virtual girlfriend or stylist? Oh, uh, why not both? <laughs> You're, uh, and that's the way. So thank you, Dan. Thank you to Stitch Fix, guys. If you are in the market for some clothing. An, a beautiful watch or a toothbrush, please consider supporting our sponsors to help support the show. Thank you so much. Let's get right back into it. Hey, guys. How's it going? Everyone good? having a great... What is today? Friday, right? Uh, yep. The podcast schedule has become so irregular that I... Yeah. We usually do it every Friday. Mm -hmm. But obviously, people's schedules are... Well, I made sure to yeah. be here on You're the correct day. <laughs> You're a Friday guy. <laughs> One sec here, guys. Just need to check something. Me too. I gotta check something. Guys, we're all checking something here. Everybody, check your phones. Just everybody, something. reference your phones here for a minute. How you? You're good on the yeah, thing. I'm good. good. Dan, are you good on the thing? I think we're all good on the My thing. My brother said, "Show more of his videos if you can." My brother is watching. Hmm. Well, go to his go channel, obviously, if you want to watch more of his videos. Yeah, does That's my a good place thing to get monetized when, when we're watching it here? Do I get double monetization? I am straight up reaction videoing your ass. You're pirating. Uh, you, know, you know what's funny? The, the one you showed was very, like, perniciously copyright um, claimed. Really? But, but not by the, the girl the, I mean, for the cheerleader video. And not by her. She was nice. I actually contacted um, her just to make sure I can use her picture, and she was cool, and she didn't mm. mind. But there's, you know, these like companies that are like they yeah. own licensors, yes. Yes. junk for media. Yes. There's one called the word "viral" is in it, and mm. like a messy Viral animal hug. right uh, <laughs> they really wanted to monetize my whole wow. video and it was like a back you know the multiple steps of yeah. claim counter claim so what they went all the, the way well they they released it because you they had to strike it eventually too. yeah they they had yeah. to give up the thing first. is yeah. with the companies like that it's like their whole business model, right? Sure. Although I don't know why they feel the need to monetize 300,000 views or something. But, but it's also fine. I understand. I'm sure they're doing it on, like, the the, the author's behalf or whatever, and I don't know mm. what the... They own it. It's them. Oh, so they, they license they it buy, one time? They, they buy it. Oh, they yeah. buy it outright. It's they're like, we'll give you a thousand bucks. Yeah. Right. That's, I guess that makes sense. But I understand that they need to police that if someone simply just, you know, re-uploads the thing. If it's but a re-upload. They, you know, you, I had to explain to them, like, this is, this makes up 2%. The video is six seconds long. I use four seconds of the four, <laughs> the six seconds. And it's like 2% of my whole video, yeah. which is full of original content. I don't yeah. think it's very fair. That's the beauty um, of, that's of, insane. of copyright. That's insane for them to think that they can claim the whole video. 
Yeah, and I know that they, it's like one time, okay, you see that it says the name of the video, you just flag it. But I, they had to look at it again mm-hmm. when I counterclaimed. Someone, right. watched it. It. <laughs> Someone watched it. Someone watched a 10-minute video and said, yeah, for this four seconds, we are definitely still wow. in the right. Mm-hmm. Strange. But you're using it, well, first of all, I learned a lot about fair use since we were in a lawsuit involving fair use. But you're using it for textbooks, educational purpose. It's like, yeah. I would call that textbook fair use. I mean, I f- I don't know much about law and but 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 it's because it's a hundred percent fair use. Well, yeah. te- techni- like... technically, if you make a video and use something unlicensed, even for a yeah. split second, I guess te- legally they're yeah. entitled to take your video. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what then you, you can but... you can sort of claim the fair use thing and sh- mm-hmm. give your case of like why it fits, and they may or may not decide. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the laws are really unclear yeah, with but, online uh, media. Over the years, I mean, I didn't know how fair what I do is, but I think it is kind it's of a textbook. No, that's yes. what I'm saying. And, it's yeah. as and fair as the it other, gets. The yeah. aspect of it being a transformative work, I I try to keep to that. Yeah. I mean, I use it for context. Yes. Look, we uh, want we want yeah. we want our lawsuit. Yeah. Congratulations. So you're, and, that was very exciting. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, we're exchanging compliments now. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if we're fair use, you yeah. are you By are far, like uh, yeah. what's what's greater than fair? You are beautiful use. <laughs> beautiful use. You are gorgeous use. <laughs> I'll copyright that phrase. And that's you can write that. You can take that to the complimentary bank. use. We actually have a call from a fan of yours who has a question for you. Oh, cool. So I'm gonna bring in <laughs> David here. Um it's not actually David. David, you fucking don't even trick. What's the game? What? Wait, what? <laughs> hey, is, uh, that, is that Jordan, the Logan Paul fan? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Wait, how? You thought you could banish me. Wait, wait, wait. Ian, how did he get... I tricked... How did you not Ian, recognize fuck, his name? Man? Are you kidding me? Listen, hey, bud, you've got, a, you've got a smooth brain. In other words, you've got no ridges on your brain. That's why you're deficient and I can outrun you. What? what? I can outsmart you every step of the way. I want to hang up, but he's just so captivating. No, I t- no, I just want to say real quick, please don't be mean to me. I'm just a child. Okay. I'm so, only okay. 11 and a half. But I just want to say real quick, I think I think you're still being rotten about Logan Paul. I think he redeemed himself. He spent over $1 billion on the... He spent... Well, Logan Jordan, Paul, Jordan. Logan Paul spent $1 billion on suicide after... on. Suicide prevention after he came Jordan. back. So I just want a formal apology live. That's it. That's all I want for you. Well, sir. first of all, Jordan, it wasn't a billion dollars, it was a million dollars. I agree that was generous, but it was one doesn't it seem it was like one billion dollars. Wasn't doesn't it seem like it was a transparent PR effort, especially now after YouTube just removed all of his monetization because he was like torturing not torturing but electrocuting dead it animals. He was telling the dates. He was telling well, hold on, you fucking pecker. He was telling <laughs> the damn truth. You understand that? <laughs> And I'll, ha- I'll say something else while we have Captain Disillusion here. I want Captain Disillusion to debunk you and your fraudulent lies of, on Logan Paul. <laughs> can I, can I get a guarantee? Kind of a point. No. Kid, do you I, have desire, a qu- I desire a guarantee that you will debunk the lies and the slander and the hatred. All right, Jordan. Listen. And, and just the evil. All he did. Do you have a question for Alan? What, what is it? What? I just want to know why you think it's so bad. He was. He tried to revive a dead rat, and people said he was hurting the dead rat. It's not even true. I don't think he was. He wasn't working the rat. Like, what do you call those things that the paramedics? He tried to help the rat. Have you ever tried to revive a rat? What are they called? Defibrillator. He wasn't defibrillating him. He shot him with the taser gun. He was defibrillating. He was defibrillating the freaking rat. You know. And I'll say one last thing to you. I'll say. I just want to clarify one thing. I've noticed a lot of conspiracies, and I've got a little theory of my own about about what. 
I've got a little conspiracy. I've got a little theory about why you don't like Logan Paul, and I don't mean to sound I don't mean to sound anti-Semitic or. Right, 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 right. I'm cutting Jordan. What is with why? that kid, Ian? How did you let that kid through? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm sorry for Ian. He he put on a voice. And How could you possibly like he somebody else? He, he seemed voice. genuine when we screened him. I'm sorry. I'm scared. The last time he called, he threatened to have me assassinated with bitcoins. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's an industrious kid. I mean, I. I really thought this. You guys had this a little bit more together, but I thought so too. Ian, it's it's <laughs> everything wrong here is Ian's fault. He's, he was our intern. He's been elevated to PA, but I think I should call him intern, kind of keep him in check. That's fair. All right. Oof. Oof. It's hard to come back from that. All right. Wow. I'm all riled up just looking. At me. Sorry again. Sorry again, guys. Was... You were born in Latvia in 1980 right. during the Soviet era. How do you know all these things about me? That's classified information. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> no, yes, that's true. What was it oh, like for you true. growing up? In, well, tell me about your, your experience. There. It's Yeah, it's like I have kind of an unusual combination of things. I, I'm, I grew up, yes, I was born in Latvia, in Riga, the capital city of Latvia, uh, which is a, was a republic of the Soviet Union, and now it's a country of its own, which it used to be originally, then became, you know, the conglomerate mm -hmm. that was the Soviet mm -hmm. Union and then became its own country again. And at, during the Soviet Union era is when I was born there, but I am not Latvian. Mm. My mom is Russian. My dad is Armenian. And mm -hmm. Armenia was also a republic of the Soviet Union and is also a country now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I'm, I, I lived in a place, it's sort of like when British people lived Grew up, were born and grew up in Hong Kong. You Got know? it. Like I, I didn't have anything to do culturally with Latvia. Some but more Russian. Yeah, culture? like Russian. I spoke Russian to my parents. Mm, well. um, you speak Russian still. I do. Probably mm. not as good as I, you know, to a Russian speaker <laughs> as I should. But I can, I can get by. I, Interesting. Um, yeah, and and I still speak to my family in Russian. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and then. Like, I would go sometimes. My parents were circus performers, and they traveled all that... over the country. <laughs> yeah, did I mention that? Is that, that? real? Yeah. No, that's for like, real. That's, that's amazing. That's like the, that's the trope <laughs> from, like, novels. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was very exotic uh, upbringing. But I, I would travel with them. They didn't, they traveled, like, around the country. But the USSR is... Uh, like the entire Russia is pretty big now. Oh, what, yeah. what is Russia? It's like bigger than Pluto, uh, surface area or something. <laughs> but it was huger then because mm -hmm. of all the republics were included mm -hmm. in it. So it was this monster of a country, mm -hmm. and they toured everywhere. Because in Russia at the time, maybe still, circus is a little more like a high class kind of. Really? It's like regular circus in the Soviet Union was like Cirque du Soleil here. Like it was mm -hmm. like this okay. thing. Every major city had a circus building, like a proper little. Mm -hmm built building for it and they would yeah my parents were would tour with different companies and i'd go with them and when i went to school i'd stay in like in riga go to school the normal school year with my grandmother i would mm. just live you know in one place but then in summer breaks i would still tour with my parents so that's crazy as yeah a kid. it was a weird you enjoyed <laughs> going on tour with them yeah i mean i look forward to it it was, it was fun you know there's other you feel like this exclusive club because there's other circus kids of other performers and you get to like run mm. backstage and hang out and all the local townies are like these like lame children <laughs> and we can run away from them to the behind the scenes part part of the circus and so, so your parents are extreme athletes um well no the the act that they did my dad was a circus performer from young age and he 
was first an acrobat. Yeah, he was in an acrobatic troupe. Then he became a juggler and like a clown kind of sort of comedy character guy. And he was in partnership with this uh, other famous kind of comedian mime guy from the Soviet Union. Um, and then he went out on his own. And then eventually my mom, who was just a like a medical school uh, student hmm. he she, she in latvia he performed uh, he toured in latvia wow. she ran away with him she ran away with Dude, your dad <laughs> is you know. killing it yeah your mom literally <laughs> ran off and joined the circus yeah it's unbelievable yeah, against her family's wishes but, <laughs> wow. she, she quit medical school not just ran that's away. like wow. the, the biggest betrayal for yeah. a parent yeah for a parent. she quit medical. medical school so <laughs> wow that is pretty insane. Do yeah, you... and together they had like a hula hoop act. I don't know if you've ever seen this kind of thing where a woman will do like a bunch of hula hoops mm -hmm. and do crazy like things <laughs> with it. And they had sort of a duo kind of act mm. where they would be these like cowboys, <laughs> like this cowboy duo and do like it's sort of half comedy, half sort of this skill dem juggling demonstration. That, I did not expect that background for you. <laughs> No, I'm still not is, sure if you just made you all that up. A decision. No, honestly, that, that's completely right. That is amazing. So, so yeah, how did you end up? Yeah, how did you come to? Here? How did you come to be here? Well, like a lot of people from that time, from that era, from that place, it's it wasn't that fun. Like there were a lot of problems. Sure. A lot of, yeah. Like mm -hmm. me as a child, I actually don't have like scary negative memories of the Soviet Union. It was like this little, not little, but like this isolated sort of thing where you don't know you have an inkling of how the outside world is mm. it's a bubble. And, yeah and you have a you have a clear inkling that it's cooler and better like outside of the country is disney world mm. and here it's a little bit like the soap only looks one way and mm. everything you buy is one kind of thing huh. it's a little bit gray and simple. i find that interesting even people living in the ussr at the time knew that it was better outside oh, yeah. because there's all there's that powerful propaganda to make that yeah. rest of the world seem scary and bad. Yeah, I think when I was growing up in the 80s that was when it was like the the veil was falling away even sure. though the iron curtain right is still up. Yeah. yeah. And people knew it's better like people especially among performers that's the only, one of the only kind of groups that would be able to go outside the country or mm. like athletes and stuff they, right. you know they go with like a little kgb agent in tow and go so there was you know. agents with you guys when you traveled uh no well my, like i said during my time growing up they never went abroad but like okay. before i was born my dad tra yeah like traveled all over the world and stuff on his own and he, yeah they would have like a an agent responsible for the wow. truth. <laughs> so what was your dad's perspective yeah. on the ussr having been outside the country and he, everything he was always a uh, um kind of like a rye kind of like rebel but not like he wouldn't you know not mess with brazen. anything yeah, yeah he would just be like eh, i don't there's every place even the circuses the backstages of circus that had like a red corner they called it a red room or whatever maybe my red room is based on that i haven't thought <laughs> what? No, but where, where it would be it would be like where the the communist party because everyone in the country is part of the communist party it would have little meetings like related to huh. party patriotic <laughs> things and he would never go to those things and it's like he it's, didn't take it seriously i just read um 1984 for the first time it's incredible oh. the parallels i mean it was clearly based on on communist russia i think the sure. book that makes sense but hearing you talk about it really mm -hmm. conjures the visions of it yeah and it's strange because I understand that stuff now, but as a kid, like I didn't feel mm -hmm. the ominousness of it. I just thought like this is where we are and the world is cooler. Like it would be nice to go to America mm -hmm. one day. <laughs> and a lot of people thought that way and they t concocted plots to do it. Like sure. my parents did the old 
like that movie um what's it called um something on the hudson with robin williams uh where he mm -hmm. plays like a russian guy that that defects mm. um uh and so they they did a thing where they got into a situation where they could go on tour in America and then they just mm. wow. just ask for political asylum in Moscow yeah. on the Hudson. Moscow on the Hudson, yeah. yeah. So they, but they did it a little bit risky because they had me yeah. and they left. They decided the safest way to do this is leave me behind. Oh my God. Yeah. And oh, then go, shit. they had uh, uh, some friends, like another performer pair that did this earlier in the early 80s. They, so they had this contact out here and they helped him arrange that stuff and then they went and they knew that they'd be gone for two years having left me behind and they would wow. get asylum they would get proper status and then they would hopefully the way the rules worked they knew that they would allow them to have their child Eventually. but they kind of banked on this working and they did <laughs> so wow. did you know what I they knew, were up yeah. to i mean i understood i was like How old 11 i came here at um 12 years old so like two years prior to that i guess i was and they i i understood it but i was too little to to be too freaked out about it i guess i was like this is the that's this the, is the plan, plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess that's i'll just wait and then for two years unbelievable I was my parents yeah wow and then eventually the call came and i was kind of like i also had no reservations i was sure like yeah my my mom and dad are getting me i'm going to america so everybody <laughs> in my like school and everybody i was like yeah you guys <laughs> You guys enjoy this while it lasts, because it's going to be gone. And then, you know, it could have not happened. Oh, yeah. It could have been horrible, but... Incredible. Luckily, it worked out. Wow. And then you came here and you had, like, a million kinds of soap. <laughs> yes, exactly. Buy. It was overwhelming. I mean, my parents were sending pictures of, like, what a supermarket looks like, and it was just like, that's so... That's too colorful, really. Like, I don't know how to perceive this. So how... What was it? Tell me about how you came to be here. When you got the call, and what was it like when you arrived here? My, well, I kind of became like, I mean, I loved American movies and things. I, mm. I knew American culture. I had like a book called America, like a cool <laughs> illustrated photo, photo, like journal by some, somebody. You weren't supposed to have that, right? No, I mean, at that time it was like the lines became blurred because right. the thing was it, was, it wasn't a sudden thing that the Soviet Union fell apart. It was like. Happening. It, it, it ended up being like. We are Soviet Union, but really nobody cares. Like we're we're about to fall apart. Okay. Yeah. So then you arrived. Yeah. Or tell me tell me about the process. Yeah, they as my parents were trying to do whatever it is they were doing, getting like legal resident status mm -hmm. here, and they were still performing with little like unfairs and, and circus things here. And um, I, meanwhile, was just in school, but on television every day they started showing these um, parliamental whatever, like the Kremlin, you know meetings of the party and mm. them figuring out how what do we do the thing is falling apart what do mm. we how do we reorganize perestroika you know that was on the television yeah it was like huh. every day all day they would just broadcast the proceedings of them voting on things <laughs> by raising their hands and um i didn't very open <laughs> yeah i guess that's strange right but it it, yeah. it just shows that it was this strange process where everybody in the country i guess was just like over everything and they just wanted answers and they wanted to know what's what are we going to be now how is this going to work so they sure. just started showing people the process and but nothing was changing like other than like weird feeling of a little bit of like a wartime thing where like sugar became like a mm -hmm. rare commodity you had to have like little tickets to mm -hmm. get your ration of things like sugar or other products right 
it didn't really change that much because Russia was always Soviet Union just felt like nice and gray and simple and mm. it just stayed that way. But in like, whereas I grew up with like uniforms in school and this very like proper thing that started to relax. They started letting us wear whatever we want. And mm. I didn't have to be the, a pioneer anymore. They, they had these <laughs> rankings as a kid. When you're reach like third grade or whatever, you get this little pin, this mm. little star with Lenin on it, and you're a little I don't know how to translate it like Octoberics, you know, you're, you're like a because October is the month that Lenin was born in, and mm. now you have that, and then you when you go to a certain class level, you become a pioneer. You get this red like the Japanese students like mm. a red um, scarf. And you do take a little pledge, and this is the That's salute. That's incredible. I didn't That's know that crazy. it was that indoctrinated. Yeah. And it was very, like, strict, and everybody wore the same uniform. There was, like, two kinds of uniforms in the entire ginormous country, mm -hmm. and everybody wore the same thing. But then they started to relax, especially in a place like Latvia, which was, like, thinking, oh, Soviet Union's falling apart. We, we better ramp up our own culture again. Yeah, you we guys are on the outskirts. I don't know if that matters. Yeah, well, what do you mean, like... And you weren't like the heartland. You were yeah, kind of oh, yeah. off. You guys were like, exactly. eh, see you guys later. Latvia was, became like all those kind of Baltic countries sure. were like, okay, we're going to be European now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that seemed instantly better. And now if you go to Latvia, it's very like, it's like Europe. It's like going to Paris or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, Russia is not like that. It's mm -hmm. a little different. So um, what was I saying? So when you when you... How the transition when happened? You got yeah. the, how did it happen that you got the call? You said well, you got we, the call. Yeah, we literally, it was a call. They decided, they they, they, they asked that I be allowed to join them. Mm -hmm. And they got the document that said that that's okay. And then my grandfather uh, traveled with me hmm. to just on a flight. You know, and, uh, we took Finnair is, is the Finnish uh, airline that um, goes, goes, uh, across the ocean and I on the flight there I got a little you know they give you little souvenirs and things when you're a kid and they gave me a little thin air um, uh, keychain mm. and I have that to this day with me wow. it's like this That's lucky wonderful. charm like I landed on on <laughs> The uh, in America with that in hand and like I just kind of keep it on my keys <laughs> that's till that's, forever. That's wonderful. When you arrived in America and you got off the plane, was it a shock to you what you saw and the, like you it said, was. the grocery store was so colorful. Yeah, I mean, I and I, just as an impressionable kid, like I liked, like I said, like American movies, things, mm -hmm. and I just had this almost <laughs> idealized view, mm -hmm. which wasn't justified, but also like physically how America looked. It mm -hmm. it really created that illusion. Where did you land? In uh, in JFK and, and oh York. so that so yeah my dad had to we we live in Miami lived in, I mean I still live in North Miami hmm. but um he he had to drive the this old Ford Econoline van the <laughs> 1984 van that barely worked he had to drive it up to New York that meet is us brutal. somehow there's no cell phones there's no nothing yeah. somehow we knew that at how the airport did, how do people figure that out back then I still I marvel at it. it it looked like it. it it seemed like, in retrospect, pure chance because we didn't. Yeah. I, I spoke, I learned some English just in preparation, but I wasn't exactly like well versed. My grandfather didn't speak English at all. We didn't know where we were. We had to get through, you know, the passport control and everything. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I just we found it worked. Dad, like, yeah, it worked out somehow. Unbelievable. So, New York, when you got off the plane, because that's quite a grand arrival to New York City. How did yeah. the city look to you? 
it felt exactly like the scene. I know I people that watch my channel know like I'm too obsessed and talk about Back to the Future too much. I was going to ask you <laughs> next yeah. about that. So like you know the scene in in part two when he first kind of goes onto the square and sees the future, like yeah. how things look. That that's how it felt to me. Wow. Literally, that's what I was thinking of because I was already like all about those movies. <laughs> and it was like this insane. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure now if I saw that imagery again, I'd be like. What a crappy, like, you know, airport. But <laughs> but then it was like this barrage of just everything is, like, clean and mm. sleek mm -hmm. and colorful. And it was really, we just, like, ran. It was The weather was kind of, like, cold and, and, and unpleasant. But it, even though that was happening, I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and we just ran to the van and just got on the road. Was there anything disappointing about America since you had idealized it so much? Um, no, not right away because I, I was still a kid and I was... You know, I wasn't like really exposed straight to the realities of everyday life. I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm I get to see my parents again. Great. Yeah. Oh, we have mm -hmm. a house and we're renting a yeah. house. Um, and yeah, I was just, it was really great first few months, couple of months where I was like, oh, cool. I get to be here now <laughs> and everything seems awesome. That is a wonderful story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That yeah. was really great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I want to ask, I was, it's funny that you mentioned the Back to the Future thing. I, my next question, why are you so obsessed with Back to the Future? <laughs> I don't know. I like those movies. They're awesome. I, no, you they're, know? Gr they're great. Okay. They're classics, right? But you're yeah. you're an FX guy. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's there's so much sure. stuff you're interested in. What, what is it about those movies that you love? Well, I mean, I just like them as movies. And also, you know, we all have the thing that we saw at the right time, at the right moment. Just I mean, it's, crystallized. It's not the only, you know, movies I like. But, yeah, yeah it's just easy because they just remained so perfectly like and they are so classics. american yeah exactly yeah. like i was just like all about like the one of like a male like the typical american mailbox you know <laughs> mm -hmm. that shape the sort of arch thing i was like i want to have that someday mm. with the <laughs> do thing, you have one now the little stick we had that in the house that i arrived when we lived there <laughs> i don't have one now i just have a boring one a little yeah. like I'm glad you had that, though. You were able to yeah. enjoy having that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I missed those, man. You put the little red arrow up. Yeah. I was like, I no had to research. What does that mean? What is that for? Because male people didn't pick up mail from your house in Russia. I actually yeah, don't know, know what you're talking about. Okay. No. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a little it's, flag. It's like, it's so beautiful. It doesn't really exist anymore. It sounds great. But, so all the mailboxes on the street have a little red I don't know how to describe it. It's like a it's tag. It's a flag. Like a it's flag. A little, yes, yeah. it's a flag. Okay. So when you have mail in there that you want to send out, you put up the little red flag. So the, the, the mailman, mailman knows. knows that he should pick something That's up cute. from there. A little red flag. God <laughs> The first bless time America. I saw that was like in a Mickey Mouse comic book <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But, you know, it's the little things. Um, what movie has your favorite visual effects in CGI? I saw that in the the thread that people ask that I it's hard to judge because I like effects for different reasons like sometimes the most awesome effects is the stuff you don't see you know the stuff that's invisible <coughs> sure and yeah like a movie like Forrest Gump when it came out at the time was like this sort of like regular drama human drama but there's like a ton of visual effects there really? just to make the it air look... i mean that the feather scene oh yeah the f starting with the feather where it's but what like else this... was there i mean i guess well, just the, the war wartime stuff. stuff yeah and just a mm -hmm. lot of they did a lot of touch-ups on like when he's on hey that's the robert zekimus yeah, too yeah that's another robert you're, Zemeckis movie. you're a fan 
I can't. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. What I need to think of something else because, like, yeah. What's a not Robert Zemeckis movie? By the way, no. I love Forrest Gump. I love. I when love I first too. went to see Forrest Gump in the theater, I didn't know anything about it. No, it was about. Yeah. Everyone was just like, "Oh, That's Forrest Gump." I was like, mm. "What the fuck? That name is so stupid. What am I going to watch?" <laughs> I came out and I was just like, "Yeah, that was my experience." Oh my god, too. I'm blown away. It's I awesome s- when you you can just avoid every piece of information. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, that that rarely happens now. Yeah. Like it. Like it's yeah. I think now. the last time that happened to me was uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I was like, mm. somebody said, oh, let's go to the movies and there's this thing and I never heard of it and I was, <laughs> I was very affected by it and I don't know, like maybe purely, like I don't know, do you like that movie? Like some people don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but it's like, it was really, when you go in fresh, it's like... And, so, and the, It happened to me the first time uh, I saw the Titanic in oh, theater. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How did you avoid promotion <laughs> yeah, of Titanic? Hell, well, in Israel. I was <laughs> okay. in Israel. So you're like, what is this Titanic? And I was did a teenager. Know, I you, had no you idea. You didn't know the story of the Titanic? No. Anything. So, wow. like, yeah. sometimes we would just go out with the friends at night and, so you would go to see a movie. So it was all about, like, we're going out with friends. I didn't even care what we were doing. You know, so we're just like, True. okay, we're watching this movie, Titanic. I have no idea. Did you come out in love with Leo? <laughs> you loved Leo, didn't you? That, 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 you had Leo on your fucking ball, yes. didn't you? I didn't. Uh, yeah, you were, you were like, damn, she could have scooted her ass over a little bit and put, made it, let his ass on the no, floating door. No, but I love the movie. Yeah, that That's actually, great. I love it. It's weird. Over time, it's still a great movie, but I feel like well, over time, people like time. it less for some reason. It, well, I think it's more of a thing of like it's become a cliche and you haven't yeah. seen yes. it in forever and you're yeah. like, oh, Titanic. But when you watch it now... It's like, great. It's... Any, uh, 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 James Cameron is another one of those directors that's like, I I struggle to find something he, that's not awesome that he's done. Maybe Avatar <laughs> is a question. But, no, but, um, well, I didn't like Avatar at all, yeah. but I really appreciated the work that they but, put yeah, into the it. The, it's like whatever he takes on, he just like does it 100%. It's incredible. Like, I, yeah. yeah, the storytelling... And and he's like, I would say like more than Zemeckis even, who Zemeckis is known for effects films, but I don't think when you listen to him talk about this stuff, he doesn't, he's like hands off on the effects. He he works with awesome people, mm. like he did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I'm sure he did mm. not learn everything there is to know sure, about yeah, the animation, but he knows like how to delegate that stuff. But James Cameron... I feel like he understands all of the stuff. He's like, he'll be like over the shoulder of the effects people of the cinema. Sometimes you see him with the camera, he'll like shoot the action sequences. Yeah, I love all his movies. Do you ever want to make a movie? What is your dream to do? I made a movie. Well, first, I. Or let's say like a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my only experience is making a feature length film is right out out of college. I worked a couple of times with this Russian director mm. who came, would come here and like do these super cheap like B movies with, mm. like he'd bring, aging Soviet Union era like stars of the screen, really? just like for cheap at that time, you know, after Soviet Union, and he would bring them and do these like super corny like raunchy romantic comedies in Miami, and and I would helped him a few times and like because he just used whoever like locally, and I spoke Russian, so. <laughs> And then we're like, that's what people in Russia watch. These like awful, awful, like direct video made on video looking things. <laughs> so my dad and I were like, hey, that's a way to do something. Let's make this kind of corny Russian movie, mm. but like with a little bit of professional American veneer. Right. <laughs> and so we made this, this kind of like super cheesy. For the Russian audience. Called. Yeah. Like we were hoping to sell it. Um, to like Russian, there's Russian channels in America, but also maybe Got over it. there. Mm-hmm. And then like we sort of overreached and underreached at the same time. Like we made it too 
silly and also weirdly like cinematographically sophisticated and it mm. just was this hop, hodgepodge that wasn't appealing to anyone so i made this feature <laughs> film uh, you know about like a russian family in america you know whatever with the typical thing you would think of what that movie would be um and it was i don't I know it's like a thing i was like oh god i can't believe i can made anyone that. watch that <laughs> is it available no I, we used to it used to be on amazon but not anymore and i throw would like up. to keep it that way let's throw it up somebody <laughs> no. pirate it put it on youtube uh, probably a you know what somewhere. i feel like that could have been a hit <laughs> it could have been. I a should hit. revisit it and maybe like dub it. And well, it was like, there was parts it. of it that were in English. They were like Russian people talking to uh, Americans. So it's like there's a Russian version of it. There's an English version of it. And no, you in don't want to. Trust a, me, you don't want to. In an alternate this. universe, that's a that's everybody in Russia has maybe. seen that. I mean, depends it. on how what I accomplish in my life. Maybe that it'll be this weird relic. Mm. If I, you know, it's like, look at what how he started out. Look well, at this horrible thing. What's your dream? Like in in, in ten years, what what is I your mean, dream? I, what do you want to be working? My on? dream is cheesy. I would like to to direct <laughs> feature films. Feature films. I don't now, TV shows. Well, see, it's funny. Like all my life, I wanted to just be a film director, but now it's like we've reached this age where. I'm soberly trying to look at it and I'm like cinematic films like that's almost on the way out it's weird like it's they really don't make weird. the money it's hard to put that together you have to basically be already in Hollywood like it's well, what about a show like a yeah, like so, a science show like a Netflix thing mm -hmm. like Netflix right. is awesome I, if I had anything a one-off kind of movie or uh, a show on Netflix that would be like I think I would just hang up my uh Jacket. Has, no, has nobody ever <laughs> offered you a television show or anything like that? Not yet. Ha, I, 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 has YouTube ever acknowledged you in any way at all? Well, I got the silver play button. <laughs> the gold? No, the gold. Yeah. Which one's the hundred thousand? The, the, the silver. The silver. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, know, you don't have the gold yet. No, is that one? That one's like a bigger one, right? It's some. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, can you there. can you drag ours in here? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's kidding. that's cold. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, I want to see a television show from you. It already feels like it when I watch one of your videos. I feel like I'm watching a TV show. Like, well, the thing is, you it could easily be on Netflix. Well, I, I mean, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I am doing it by like the rules of, mm -hmm. like I used to even like compose the shots. Well, you know how now when you shoot shows, you it's 16 by 9 screen but they shoot it so that old grannies with mm. square TVs still can see every important element mm -hmm. so i would used to frame my stuff that way and have like titles make that's sure that's unbelievable yeah and, and i even now like the soundtrack the, i do it in a way that you could take out the dialogue sometimes for patrons i actually do that like here's the no dialogue version of the video with all the so sound effects the, what you achieve by yourself with the support of your patrons sure. of which i am one yeah, so I saw that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And anyone out here who would like to support Alan, please go to his Patreon. I'll put the link in the description. But what you. you accomplish by yourself is like beyond anything I can even think of on television that's not like, you know, has like a hundred person crew. We're in a golden age of television. What, what are you talking about? What the hell TV is going <laughs> on? How do I, I feel like I, I want to... <laughs> we got to figure this out. All right. I'm Call Netflix, Dan. I, I want to figure this out. I'm on the horn. We're going to figure it. Awesome. Dan, and while you're at it, call Netflix I'm for glad me, I too. Came here. <laughs> Not that I have any idea for a show, but I just want to talk to them. See more nice people. <laughs> we got to get you a show. All right. I, I'm down. You What's, guys, what kind of budget you do you represent? need? What, what kind of budget do you need? Oh, well, we can talk about it. I, you know, I actually I have a friend who 
we talked about this like he's sort of accomplished some things he's a fairly like established music video director in like latin music market and we were like yeah we got to do we got time is running out we're getting how much you need for age. a pilot I don't have those figures. Put a spreadsheet together and give it to me. But yeah, like that's what that's. I, I, we stopped where at a. This is business. This okay. is entertainment. Right. Like, can we get the cameras? Let's talk. About it. Um, no, seriously. Like there is different things. I mean, I've talked to people about: is there a Captain Disillusion proper show format thing, or can this just be like: is the character worth something as a thing? You know, maybe some kind of fictional universe and things maybe it's not a skeptic thing i don't know like i i would just like i i i don't think i'm that interested in being like an educational mm. guy like my channel i've never looked at it as an educational and it's channel. not quite either yeah. it'd be hard to carry that character yeah through 22 minutes but i think it maybe it would work good as like a, a host and a segment uh, yeah yeah of could... a variety could be but you know actually now you reminded me like a thing i've repressed in my mind i did have i did have a not a meeting but a call once i forget what the, the network was but it was somebody it was not netflix but it was like a, a television network or yeah i don't want to say the wrong one but they they called me they wanted to just like this sort of probe little like talent scout thing like mm -hmm. hey we like you we think you're um you, you know you whatever we want to talk to you whatever it is what do you want to do what's the thing mm -hmm. and then i was suddenly put on this conference call where they had like producers and and talent people and whatever you know and i was like meekly talked to them and i did my best but then i never heard from it you know i, I guess Aww. i didn't make a very good impression i don't pop on the phone you know i got that nobody weird croaky voice nobody pops yeah. on the phone especially when they put you under the gun like yeah, that yeah it was so but it was a cool learning experience like you just have to have the thing in hand and you have to explode at them and <laughs> yeah have you your... have you have i've learned you need to over you need to disgustingly over you have to be you have to feel ashamed when you come out I guess, yeah, that makes sense. You have to be like, I'm such a f asshole for saying that th those things about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, every every time that happens, I learned a little something. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, see how we'll, we'll take this conversation further <laughs> off off the record, but six months, you're going to be on Netflix. <laughs> awesome. I'll hold him to that. <laughs> um, I want to shift the topic a little bit. Here is some pictures from... The recent Superman films, of which I hated, by the way, oh, just boy. for the record, I thought they were so awful. <laughs> and there's some, it. there's such great lore about Superman, and they've done some great things with, with like, I loved Batman, the original trilogy with uh, Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. I was hoping yeah. for some real storytelling, but this movie was just a real fucking stinker. Yeah, I hated it. I you remember when we up. saw that? I was yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I have not heard <laughs> any good things. So yes, I it starts on made Krypton, and there's like all of these animals zipping around. It's insane. Regardless, he they had to do research for the reshoots mm. for the movie, and he had grown a mustache yeah. for, for another, another film. Yeah. So, like, no problem. We'll edit it out. Well, the worst decision ever made. <laughs> this one um, is even better, I think. Yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, is this a bad job, or is this just like almost impossible to do good? Well. Yeah, I want to say I don't I don't know the movie and I don't think it's good and I don't know why it's such an insane concept that they would do this like it's not a practical approach. No, but I have to say like I think we're hating on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, not not the best, not the best frame, but I mean, it, once you're 
once this is the rules of the game. He has a mustache. You have to replace it. I think they did the best <laughs> as possible. As good as you can. Yeah, like, yeah. and some of it, we have to admit, like, we know what was done. We are primed for it. Sure. And it's yeah. like, the it makes a big notice. difference. Yeah. yeah, like in the, the old dude in the Rogue One, like, everybody knew everything about the fact that this is a digital character, and everybody, uh, you know, was mm. like, oh, Uncanny Valley. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. But my like my girlfriend doesn't care about Star Wars, and she didn't know about the digital character. We watched that movie. <laughs> it was she great. had no idea. It was like, honestly, yeah. I thought, really well done. Yeah. There's some poor son of a bitch at home who's like, I spent 10,000 hours yeah, well, on that one scene. Well, they had that. Wasn't somebody, someone uh, did an AMA on Reddit who claimed to be <laughs> really? uh, to work. Not but really. I don't know. I read that whole <laughs> thing, and I was like, is he for real or not? I wasn't. <laughs> I just couldn't come to a decision if he's probably he, fake. If it was yeah, the way the way he talked about something seemed a little fake to me. Here, I want to go back, and oh, now as no. you've explicitly said, hopefully not something old and should have kept my mouth shut. Um, I want to go back <laughs> ten years to your very first video. Now, what strikes me about this video, and it's short, but I want to watch it with everybody, mm. <laughs> just to give you the the glorious history of the D. Can I call you the D? Does anyone else call you that? That's fine. They call me all kinds of things. <laughs> the D. Um, it, what strikes me about this is, first of all, it's 10 years old, yeah. which is pretty much 11 now. Almost. So that's like as old as YouTube gets, really. All the videos back then were square. Somehow yeah. yours is a rectangle. We talked about that already. That, yeah. that was surprising. Second of all, the characters like fully developed already. The character, the lore, the corner, you've already developed it from this first episode. But that in itself is an illusion because... I didn't know what I was doing. I just made a thing that looked like a thing that already exists, <laughs> and that was the point. It was like we're cutting into a thing that's an established show, huh. but it wasn't. I didn't know. There was no plan. Like, I just, in fact, this is the things I say in this uh, video, the script of it was written like a while back before I discovered YouTube. It was like a blog post. I did a MySpace. I would do dumb things for friends on MySpace. Mm -hmm. just like, and I just wrote that in the voice of this Captain Disillusion character. I didn't know what it would look like, what, what the point is. I just thought, just I want it to sound sarcastic and mm -hmm. talk about this penguin thing. And I just mm -hmm. did it in terms of like, in, in, in the form of stills. And then I, when I got on YouTube and I tried a couple of stupid things and nothing, you know, was really catching on. And I thought like what's another weird thing i have so i dug up that blog post and i thought how can i make it look weird what do i have what if i was silver <laughs> like that well i have this weird mustard looking jacket i'll wear that i'll have <laughs> i'll get silver makeup and then i put on the silver and i realized that's too much i'm not going to put it all over my eyes and stuff so i'll just do halfway and maybe hmm. it'll be a half face but then I did it so messy. I'm like, I have to fix this. I put black on <laughs> and I tried funny. to make straight lines. But the lines were straight only on the top. So I'm like, okay, I'll just finger paint this. <laughs> it's like a dripping thing. And then it looks something... like every detail yeah. was perfectly was executed planned. and planned. Yeah. You just got to pretend and <laughs> pretend, everybody believes it. Yeah. Well, God damn it. Like George it Lucas with Star Wars. You know, it was all part of a big plan. From right. The <laughs> was that sarcastic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. Um. Let's watch this. By the way, and Greetings, and this children. was at a time when the max quality you can get is 240p. Yeah. And we've got to, and look, I mean, come on. 
It's, it's, I'm sorry. But no, the, it's not the, your fault. the DVD it's I gave you, here, you can watch it in ha- double the resolution. Double. 480. <laughs> no, wow. Nobody's got it. You can buy it on DVD. That's digital media. Where do we, yeah, where do we this buy is this? A thing. Well, my website, CaptainDecision.com. I'm. I'm honestly, I'm trying to get rid of the stock of these we're awesome trying to move DVDs. Items here, guys. Yeah. We're trying to, we're trying no. to move. I promise I will have better shirts now soon. <laughs> these are nice, but there's awesome things coming. Awesome <laughs> things. It's me, Captain Disillusion. You know, exactly the looking at the world in an objective and empirical way is key to a healthy and well-balanced life. Don't get me wrong. Dreaming, can't, wishing, can't. and hoping. It's not that bad. Come on. It's like the same. Why am, I, to human nature. why am I talking in and slow motion? Of disbelief like, is super why don't I just fine. talk normal speed? Well, it, it seems like you, you the background is that it's for kids, right? Yeah, like, well, yeah, like the premise that it's a fake show for kids, but not it's really It's not for meant kids. for kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not meant for a particular audience, I guess. It's a parody of a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, I mean... Really tell the, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. The I difference between belief... And reality. Reality is real. Your beliefs are in your head. It's like I'm if spelling out things that I There's a cut. Hint. Oh, yeah, well. I, I saw that cut and I was like, really? <laughs> I failed. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. If you spend any amount of time. <laughs> really, Alan? Look, I. 11 I was, years ago. I was still getting my sea legs with this, you know. Our first videos. You don't even want you it. Didn't, you, is, you really can't even watch them here. It's. <laughs> It's it's actually illegal. <laughs> There's some things on there that uh, if you spend any would make amount of Logan time Paul on the get ideas. <laughs> Internet, you've probably come across this hilarious little video of a penguin bitch slapping yeah, another the player penguin. Looks like the player back then. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, penguins. Is there... So you're. Let me. I'll just finish. Is there anything they can't do? Well, actually, there is. This exact thing you just saw. Boys and girls, when you watch that, you do realize that the video is fake, right? I hate this I ask because the footage is posted dozens of times over on YouTube. <coughs> what do you hate about it? Just the way the performance, like, why? Why is it like that? And why hasn't it improved that much since then? <laughs> <laughs> you started way too oh good. God. Oh, God. All right. You, you can, you can... And on many other sites, people use it as a profile picture. And yet I have never, not once, seen a single comment propose that the video might be an artificial... Sp- so so what, what inspired you to finally be like, you know what, I'm going to make a video about this thing? Was it, were you that charged up about people thinking this was real? I was charged up. I think I was probably kind of charged up when I wrote the thing back in the day before I made the video. The vlog. But even the, yeah, the, 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 the just the blog thing. Um, but... I, I, I bet I was just like charged up for a second. Like a lot of ideas I get for videos, I'm, I get annoyed by something like in passing and then mm-hmm. I'll embrace that feeling. And like mm-hmm. by the time I'm making the video, I'm like, I don't care. But <laughs> sure. this is the, this is the, the conceit of this. Um, so yeah, that's probably what happened. And at the time, I mean, this, it's funny to look at this part because it's true what I'm saying. That was an era, 2007 was like, there would be these weird gifts and weird videos and people were buying it like a lot. Like well, the back comments then, nobody be, even knew really that yeah. you could fake something like that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, that's not the first thing that came to your mind. Sure. You were just like, Ooh, the internet is showing me things I have so never seen. So sweet and innocent. Yeah. And <laughs> so it was very 
fitting like at the time, but now it's it's like the opposite. It, it inverted. It's like everybody yeah. is yeah. sending me su video suggestions of like somebody's like juggling. I'm like, and they're like, this can't be real, right? He's <laughs> juggling five balls. Like, I'm like, yeah, like no. it's real. Yeah, what, have you never seen, have you not gone to a circus and seen somebody throw five balls, juggle five clubs? What do you think about the, what do you think about the fact that we're now all so skeptical? Do you think that that's a problem in another way? Yeah, well, it's not, I would almost not call it skeptical. It's just like pretending to be like emulating the vibe of being a skeptical, critical mm. thinking person. Like it's. It's in now. Maybe hmm. the skepticism movement succeeded too much, and now hmm. it's become like this, like, it's cool to just not believe anything, and that's not productive. It's more like being a contrarian. Yeah, like, you, you can follow off the other side of it. And so it's important to think about the fact it's not about how you're reacting to stuff, or, like, it's not, it's not about having an opinion on a thing. It's about, like, filtering the way you receive the information like you you always mm. these things the controversial things come to us in news stories and posts you know and and it's like it's always amped up a little bit and you got to always step back from you know like all the recent like uh, new deep fake and whatever things like it's concerning it's interesting i want but, to ask you about those too sure but like the way we always receive it is like a punch in the face like did you know that the thing that hollywood artists needed millions of dollars and teams of people to do can now be done by one nerd in a room <laughs> with a pressing a button mm. like that's not what's happening but mm -hmm. that's how we perceive that's how we receive all these stories and mm -hmm. it's being skeptical is has become about like I'm going to filter all the sensationalism away mm. just look at the real problem and what do I think about this? Mm. How does it fit into the overall view of By the life? way, was this video viewed? Did people watch this video? Um, I don't... Well, yeah, I mean, I started making more because it got... It caught on a little bit. Maybe caught on meaning like, oh, I went over the 300 <laughs> view <laughs> threshold at the time. You wow. had a reaction. People liked yeah. it. Yeah, and so I, I probably took like two months to make another one and just like come up with a thing and then a third one. And then after the three, like I think whoever stumbled upon them noticed that there is a, a series thing going on. And then that, that started giving them all of them mm. views, like they got mm -hmm. passed around. I guess. Yeah. Right, right, right. And at that point, I think actually after the first one, I guess I had the foresight because I posted it on my personal little YouTube channel first. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm making a channel for this. This is <laughs> nice. going to be huge. And I, <laughs> before I knew that that would happen, I made a channel. And that's that's what you're seeing. God the bless. real video probably got posted like a couple of months before. Mm -hmm. So here, let me, let me just show, finish it so that the people at home sure. can see how polished it was from day oh, one. God. Special effect. That worries me. So I'm going to break it down for you. The video is actually of one penguin walking across a thin patch of ice and falling through it. The other I penguin is artificially like, inserted into funny. the scene with compositing. Good. You can yeah. easily tell he's fake if you look at the shadows of the two penguins as they intersect. One is darker than the other. In reality, they would Back merge then. into a simple, solid shape. All I want to do is like give myself shape. notes now. Like I would do the this same thing better. Maybe I should do a remake of this video. Like the fake penguin is standing in a specific spot, a even as the camera is moving. You did great. Captain D. As a last I think you're great step, too. an animation of a slapping wing is created, and the whole thing is rotoscoped or traced to appear behind. How the could anyone believe that? Honestly, I guess back then we were all just sweet and innocent, but it's like so obvious to us now. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe there, maybe I was exaggerating, and maybe there were people that were doubting it in the oh, comments. Okay. But I definitely saw a ton more you know comments believing than I, I would ever see. Sure, in the sure, sure. One penguin falling through the ice was pretty funny on its own. I agree. <laughs> but I guess someone very clever thought that they could knock it up a notch. Which usually I love how you just like throw in the corner, like you just shot up some heroin or yeah, something. Yeah, that was kind of like the thing I was going for. I was just thought like maybe this would be darker and some weirder. Bag, to get, yeah. yeah, but then it kind of became a little more Disney somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, yeah, it's well. I think it's I, hard to keep up like the heroin addict. I think it. Thing. Yeah, I, I was think I was channeling like I remember. I like the beginning of the MTV show The Max, the animated series based on that comic book. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's really cool. It's back like the 90s thing. But anyway, it began with this cool like uh, push into this dark alley. Just like they made a comic book look, you know, uh, like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And it was like this awesome. And he lived, it's like this hobo that thought he was a superhero and he lived in a box in mm -hmm. the, the end of an alley. So I was doing something I like, see that. That. like yeah, that. I see that. Yeah, I see that. Does it ever frustrate you that after 10 or 11 years now, almost, of making, like, really incredible high production content that you spent months on, that you've never been acknowledged, like, officially by YouTube, and that, like, people like Logan and Jake Paul are such a huge thing? I don't want to sound like I'm above that, but honestly, no, because, like, I, my, I think my brain, it may be my brain's in the wrong place, but I'm always, like, I'm, I've been so resistant to all the YouTube culture even like I'd sure. not, I wouldn't put um, like a, what's it called? The end and card and cards on my videos for like the longest, longest time right. when everybody already figured that out. Yeah. And it's only now that they have the feature for it. I do a little mm -hmm. thing and I only want to really push people to Patreon because that's like the main thing. And I don't, I try not to like ask for subscribers and things and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just like my weird hang up. Like mm -hmm. I want to, I want to feel like I'm making little movies and being creative and putting these little, like, little it, work it, of it, art on there. It breaks the, yeah, the like, wall. You don't yeah. like playing the YouTube game of, like, yeah, leave and, a comment, like the video. And... Right. I, I don't, I, as I, the, the, the longer I'm doing this, the more I realize there's no reason not to like that. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Like, that's how it works. And yeah. if you're smart, that's how you do it. Right. But I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to like walk that line and be a little bit like, oh, I'm not your typical. <laughs> no, it's a, I, I totally get it. But it, like, I think there's a line for sure where you can not compromise, but also help mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. But I've noticed. I've noticed you've been doing a better job of it. You've been on Reddit a lot recently. Yeah, you've been getting that, a lot of love there. Yeah. I think your channel is it's due for a. Yeah, I mean, I have exposure. to, I have to, I can't get complacent. I have a tendency to just get complacent with things. I'm not like a mover shaker. So I, once in a while, I'll do this like glacial move of when I started my Patreon, that was like the last time I did something mm -hmm. like, okay, I have this plan. I'm going to make up <laughs> these pledges. I'll make this introductory video. Mm -hmm. And I just did a bunch of things and mm -hmm. I did it and it's working. Like I set up this machine, Yeah. Yeah. but I haven't done any, like I'm not like constantly evaluating. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to read my analytics. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. 90% men, 2% girls. It's not that helpful okay. really, the analytics. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there are ways, there are smart ways to use them. Everybody's always talking about them. I just have to, you know, either do a better job of it or get with the person that, you know, is like someone that, is good at that side of things mm. and make it like a partnership where mm. they just may tell me what to do 
Like, here's how you'd be better at you, all this stuff. YouTube's weird. I feel like gr- coming up, we were super obsessed with, like, analytics and stuff and, like, get it, doing the right thing to get more subscribers. But now I feel like none of that stuff really matters. It's just really a matter of if the YouTube algorithm likes your content and wants to promote it. Yeah, I guess it comes down to that now. I... I, I wouldn't know. Like, I really don't know. I, I don't understand why it's still such a mystery. Like, why are, why don't we know how it works? This is all we do. <laughs> we should kind of know. I think the like real secret the... is that even people at YouTube don't know how it works. Because now yeah, it's, it's like a learning It's machine, machine learning. learning thing. That's always changing. Understand. That's the thing. It, it, yeah. it, its only purpose in life is to create as much watch time as possible. Yeah. And so it's kind of off doing its own weird thing. I guess in that, in that sense, it's also... It's almost impressive that people do figure out by observing, <laughs> like YouTubers figure out how it how it's behaving. But yeah, it's pretty tough to to nail down. Yeah, it's, I still I, I I I've almost gotten used to now the the thing of the demonetization. Does that happen to you a lot? It happens to me. I don't know if this is normal. It happens on every video I post. Oh, every oh video my God. I post. So messed up. To the point where I had like a I got scared when it didn't happen with this last video, <laughs> but then it just took a day and then it became demonetized. Wow. But I just I'm used to clicking the button manual review yeah. and it comes back in like minutes usually for me. Oh, really? Okay. But I don't understand. So yeah, maybe I'm not a typical c- case. I don't know what it is that triggers it getting demonetized no matter what I do. My I, face must do it. <laughs> no, I think it's normal. Like our highlights channel Pretty much 80% of all the clips we post there get demonetized. And it's mm-hmm. like, every time I talk to someone from YouTube, they're like, it's great. Like, everyone's doing fine. We keep making improvements. Whatever. From, from we don't my perspective. It gets reversed. So it's not. Eventually, yeah. but like when yeah. you post your video, you get the lion's share of your views. But I, I think you it says to... on there that you get, they, they keep it and they give it to you. Like, if you're losing it during the time. Really? No. I think I saw that note. If it's demonetized, they don't show ads. I Oh, there's, do they, okay. I think yeah. what you're thinking about is copyright. Yeah, yeah. I know that they do that for that, but I feel like I saw. But yeah, you, what you're saying makes sense because there's no there ads. just wouldn't be ads. Yeah. You know? I okay. want to show you something that freaked me the flip out. <laughs> um, there's some shit going on in the world of digital digital technology. We present yeah. a novel real-time facial. So they've got all this shit that works with any commodity. <laughs> and this is like in its basic form. Have you seen this? Yeah. <laughs> So this is called face-to-face captures. Mm -hmm. I don't know what RGB means, but these guys have made this real-time way to make it look like you're realistically editing what people are saying. The RGB part is important because that just means that they're using nothing but the video. There's no Mm. special. They're not using like a 3D Mm. camera or something. It's just a really great algorithmic. Yeah, they're just whatever. You could take any video at any point. And the other part of the guy, you shoot with a regular webcam also. RGB just means the picture. No depth information, no nothing. So have a look at this. It's the re-rendering of the math interior. To this end, we resynthesize the so math this is a real video of, of George Bush, and this guy is just completely manipulating everything his mouth does. And photometric mm-hmm. similarity. Face, yeah. It still looks a little fishy because, like, well, first of all, we know. Yeah. And second of all, it still has room for improvement. As but we the can technology see, we are able to generate a realistic and convincing reenactment result. Is unbelievable. And it looks Here real. Show- Here, you, they have another video where they take a speech of Obama. Yeah, and yeah. basically and change speech. it, yeah. and just completely change it with another one of his speeches. And I'm just going to show you guys brief, as quick as I can here. Given this audio, I... so for reference, a woman, young people can stay up. The nice they take one speech. The thing about a book story is you can cover so a lot of ground. This is this one. Books for... He's mm-hmm. giving a completely different speech, and they yeah. use this one here 
and convert it onto this speech just to show you and, yeah and they're not even using the video they're just using the audio right. they're making the audio mm. move his mouth wow mm. a lot of shopping there um now that i think about it should i guess bought some of your books what is the point of this if not like huh. propaganda no th well that's what's funny is like why are they picking i guess they picked presidents and stuff <laughs> political because, figures yeah because like maybe they thought that's the footage that they give the longest talking ads but i'm sure they could have used just regular people that makes it kind of ominous mm -hmm. but um oh you said why why i, I mean the the to from what i've heard the institutes and things this is the work of several different um um usually like colleges technological colleges mm -hmm. doing this research they're saying it's like telepresence if you're like on a submarine or something and you can't be in a business meeting and for some reason they have to see your face it's like mm -hmm. you do it for that, that seems completely That's unnecessary yeah but but maybe more uh, the the one that first video you were showing the lady goes on to say like they had they, they use an example where they have like a translator like a synchronous translator translating like at the un when mm -hmm. they have the things in their ear and they want to put the mouth as if this is so important, like put the yeah. mouth movements on the person speaking the foreign language so it looks like they're speaking. Does, does this kind of stuff scare you at all? Do you Are you afraid of a world where people, because right now you're debunking all this stuff, yeah. and to you it's obvious. Are you afraid of a world where stuff becomes so real that it's impossible for anyone to know, including someone like you? Yeah, I wouldn't like that kind of world, but for, there are reasons why... I don't, I'm not afraid of these particular examples, this uh, technique, this approach to it, I don't think is w one of those things where you can say, this is going to get better and it's going to be undetectable. Because what they're doing is, in the end, is like stretching pixels around. They're mm -hmm. puppeteering a piece of footage that is already recorded. Right. So you can, I mean, you could see it with the naked eye. Um, and even if they got the movements very natural and realistic, You'll still like you zoom in, you'll see like things are being distorted. Little, it looks a little out of place. Yeah, I mean, you you won't be able to tell just by the what's the subject that you're seeing, but if you go in, like you'll see that it, like baked in artifacts or whatever things are being distorted after the facts, mm -hmm. uh, after the fact, and you can like forensically like, see that with not a lot of. I I could do it, you know, yeah. with like the tools I look at videos with. Um, but the the new the more new stuff with the machine uh, learning is a whole different thing, and that's the one where I would be concerned. But also, not in the way that the scare, the fear mongering that is kind of the way that is being presented, but it's more of a thing to be on the, the fear mongering for. being like propaganda. Well, show in North Korea, Obama saying, "Hey, I want to yeah, nuke you." Or the more practical thing of people making you know porn of uh, right. celebrity the, uh, faces. deep the deep fakes the, the deep fakes can you explain um, what's the deep fake deep fakes I, this thing just blew my <laughs> well, mind it, i never yeah. heard of it and then someone texted me and i looked it up and I, actually it's crazy because it's being banned everywhere like yeah. on reddit's being removed on porn sites is being removed but they found a way to take a, a famous actresses or whoever's faces Put it on a similar figured porn star, and yeah. did I, have you seen that? Mm. No, what it is, yeah, it's it's like, and it looks real essentially. It looks it no, looks, I haven't seen it, that. it looks pretty yeah. real. But what it is 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 like they're shift. It's no longer doing it through like artistry. It's just shifting the whole task to a machine. So somebody mm -hmm. put together an algorithm, or maybe it's a conglomeration. Like those face swap apps. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not. It's not. It's it's scarier than that because. Mm -hmm. 
so they take you take a big library of images of a whatever person. They, I guess they use celebrities because you can get a ton of mm-hmm. somebody's face, and yeah. and the more variety you get of different examples of how okay. they're facing and how the, the lighting is, you be. feed it all into this algorithm. Somebody literally made an app that you can download, and huh. it's kind of like primitive, but it works. You you give give all that to the machine to the algorithm. It looks at all the faces, it lines them up until it's figures out what this is and like it, it knows how to position this face it creates like a realistic digital mask of the person and then you just say take this porn clip track the face in this mm-hmm. the same way and now it's not just putting like footage of a face it's putting this like dynamically controlled digital replication of the person so it looks like disconcertingly real <laughs> it, it, weirdly it still looks like it looks really fake off. now because yeah. it's like the the resolution and stuff is not there and you can see a lot of artifacts from the reference photos yeah. that they use but mm-hmm. it looks but th- at the same time like the way it's integrated is considering very considering how new it is i was shocked by how re- so this yeah. this is what scares you more than like it scares me but at this even here i like for a different reason i'm not like on the rooftop shouting like we're doomed cuz this is it's true like when artists when digital you know artists and movies do stuff it's still human decisions human like touches and i as a human or a captain disillusion whatever he is can look and reverse engineer that and say this shadow shouldn't be there whatever this is different because it's i agree that this is a case where it's going to get better and it's going to look flawless Mm -hmm. but you just have to shift the task of um checking if it's fake to the same algorithm like i'm not a, mm, i don't know a lot about programming machines and data to so fight I, machines mm-hmm. yeah because i i don't see why the algorithm can't just be adapted to just scan for what the algorithm did mm-hmm. you know because it's it would know better than anybody sure so i i mean i don't know if that's the way it would work but i would that's the way i would approach the problem mm-hmm. and it's like if the as we're getting to the point where you literally can say like computer get Scarlett Johansson, put her in this porn clip, and then you press up one button, and in a minute it gives you this completely indistinguishable thing that it's her. That's crazy. You, it, that, the day we have that is the same day we'll have another app in the it app store that says, fake. is this fake? And you All just press a button and it knows. All I know is VR porn is going to be off the chain, dude. <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> what, a one, what an amazing future to look forward to. <laughs> we made it, guys. This is the future. Uh, in in one of your recent videos, The Gateway to Sedona, great yeah. video, by the way, God bless you. Yeah. You take issue at the end with people who blur the line between fact and fiction uh, under the guise of like, hey, I'm just a troll and I'm, and I'm just trying to make a buck and make entertainment, right? Yeah. But you took issue with that. You think that it's more harmful than that. So what exactly is the threat you see us facing with people who blur that line and aren't honest about them blurring the line? Well, I mean, you, it's nice to know. It, it's it's hard enough to discern like what's real, just without people intentionally faking stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like we're constantly in evaluating our world, <coughs> using like science to try to understand what's going on around, you know, yeah. and connect all these dots and make sure it's a consistent model. What's going on? So why I don't know why you would, um, like do that on purpose, because. Like what I encountered when I made that video is this this whole there's this whole culture of people who like this. It's it has a name that it's uh, it's um. There's a thing. There's a subreddit. Uh, yeah. Called uh. Interactive. Uh, no sleep. Oh yeah. Where well, they tell 
fake horror stories right. that are supposed to be real. And it's against the rules to ever acknowledge or be skeptical or to say, hey, that's fake, right? It's like a full immersion. Well, I, th I, I, I mean, I understand what is meant by that, but I don't understand why. I, I, my, my opinion is if it doesn't, if your story, your, the world that you're building, whatever, doesn't work without that one thing mm -hmm. of you breaking, you know, not acknowledging that it that it's fake, then it's, that's the, if that's the only thing that makes it good, then is it good? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't we have it? Because maybe there are examples of it that are harmless, but it's the same device that like a hoaxer or someone who's spreading misinformation, like things that matter, medical mm -hmm. myths, you know, anti-vaccine things or whatever, mm -hmm. like same thing, same techniques. So am I just supposed to leave it up to the creator? Mm. Like you're an artist and you're just telling your little ghost story. You have a ghost in your apartment, but like someone else is doing the, the way that that person is keeping up the reality of it is the same exact techniques that someone will use that's doing it in a harmful For way. Like nefarious. Reasons. So like why, mm. you know, why maybe that's, self-righteous or like no it's conceited of it's, me but it's it's like know. professional lying in a way yeah like i just don't see why like you cannot do that one little asterisk to it <laughs> and also like people the way that some of this uh this this immersive storytelling or whatever mm -hmm. it's called is done is like it's not done in some enclosed community like someone will have a twitter or whatever or do or someone will have a youtube channel and then you can see from their reactions that, yeah, there's, I guess there's a ton of people that get it, that are in on the thing, mm -hmm. and they're just playing along, and they love it, that this feels real. But some people are there because they're credulous of it. And I, I say that I bet these, like, the creators of these things, like, they depend on, like, the part of the entertainment is coming from the fact that there are people walking in on this unaware mm -hmm. thinking it's real yeah. and that's what gets their gives them the goosebumps the, the entertainment and that's weird to me like why 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 do you enjoy that someone out there is getting fooled by it for real mm. you know like i said like it's just it, we're leaving it in the creator's hands if this is harmful or innocent or like and i don't know is the is the responsibility on the viewer in a way, I mean, like this one video you talked about, this guy injecting sperm into an egg. Yeah, and that's that's true. I I don't know the it's answer like, to that how, question. I mean, it's like, dude, like. <laughs> yeah, like I that one I have almost a soft spot for the guy because it's like even though he's very, um, like the other examples I give, they they don't talk to their audience to ignore to say this is fake or not fake. They just yeah. don't engage. But that guy is like all over his comments, like people like serious like scientists will say like look this is how the thing works and he'll write a whole thing about like no this is how science works actually mm -hmm. you didn't you don't know about this thing mm -hmm. in this book he'll just he'll just weave this like story interesting that's... very committed <laughs> yeah but it's at the same it's against it's set against this really ridiculous like thing of him doing the, it's like it's, the guy it's for a the troll. record he, he should show yeah, maybe a little because it's so if ridiculous you, if it's not against the rules well no it's on youtube right it lives on yeah. youtube yeah, yeah. well at any rate this guy he takes an egg and he he makes a homunculus yeah. and it gets more wilder and wilder he's got series one of them being he it starts by him squirting his semen on a syringe into yeah. an egg right and it comes yeah and then like, the yolk grows into some, some hybrid creature. human <laughs> chicken yeah and he well so you say that but like people say that's not possible because those two things can't mix 
Um, but he'll, he, he claims it's not actually a hybrid. I don't know what it is. Well, it's what just is a, it then? Yeah, it's, it's like a new, new species, species that has like formed from just uh, spontaneous, like the sperm just encouraged it to form and it's not uh -huh. inseminated it. And so there's all these kids around the world squirt in, injecting their semen. Yeah. That's, what I, that's the thing that bothers me about like something like there's this channel that I always make fun of called Prank Invasion. And this guy does kissing pranks where he'll approach a girl and he'll be like, hey, you want to play a quick game for a ki quick kiss? Let's play rock, paper, scissor. And if I win, we get to make out. And he approaches these girls who are in like bikinis in the middle, of, like at a beach or something. And all of a sudden they're open mouth making out and it's clearly staged. Mm -hmm. But he'll never admit that it's fake. And his yeah. audience are all young kids. So he's creating a fleet of people who are going out yeah. and doing like sexual assault borderline and, and, and under the guise that, hey, this is how the world works for slick-ass cool right. dudes. Right. And so for me, I, that's obviously harmful in that yeah. case. And here you definitely have fleets mm -hmm. of kids injecting their semen into eggs. And then God knows what happens to that egg afterwards. Does he put it back? Does he throw right. it out? He's a young kid. He doesn't know about oh it. Oh, my God. Maybe his mom cooked that egg for breakfast. Mm. That's sick. That's... Probably happens, though. Somewhere in the world. <laughs> More than once. So... 14 million views. Yeah, Holy fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that, He's okay, this is actually mm -hmm. has a really wide implication on this. Make sure the lab is clean, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love the little thing, like it kind of, when he injects it, like it displaces the, the, the yolk or whatever, it comes out and like drips on his hand. So here you go. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, now let's see the creature. <laughs> so, does the creature show up in this? Yeah. He, <laughs> so he breaks. Yeah, he breaks the egg. He makes it and, and Oh, it. God. And the whole thing, so like hideous. the one little thing that made this 14 million views, is that there's little subtle motion in this thing. Oh right, right, right. Like if it was just still, then it would be kind of like, so what? Like, yeah, exactly. That little That's touch gives you that thing. Yeah. It's coming up. Um, I think you might have, you might see it more early on. Yeah, I think he'll move. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, he didn't have to do much. Yeah, that was just a life. Like it, it, it moved. Like when he, yeah, when he, yeah, right now when he picks it up, it, it does a little. Something. In like maybe 10 seconds from now. Yeah, careful, man. That's a new species. So wait, is it moving? Yeah, the little tendril. The little claw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It oh, it's just, it's just moving. So, what, so what's going on right now? Well, I mean, in this case, um, like, yeah, actually, I, I looked I at it, all yeah. these guys, this guy's videos, and as far as I could tell, I kind of, later on, when he starts breeding them and doing weird things, <laughs> well, not breeding ba them, but no, he makes, like, he's, it makes more he than has one. a Pokemon collection, essentially, yeah, yeah. started from his yeah. own semen. And he, yeah, like, I thought, like, maybe he was doing a little 3D stuff, but I looked at it all kind of closely, and I realized that... He is just warping. It's just warping of the image, kind of like mm. the face Simple stuff. warping. Yeah, Simple. but, you know, not like he took a little care to like isolate the thing from yeah. the background and, and move it around. And I yeah. do it, like I do it in passing with a little toy in my video. Like the principle that I mm -hmm. did is exactly the same. I mean, I it think. looks good. Like there's no, 
I guess I'm not looking yeah. at it closely, but it's convincing. It's yeah. a small yeah, detail. It's done fine. Yeah. And he does, although, like, the designs of his Pokemon <laughs> his things are, Pokemon they're, they're pretty silly looking. <laughs> like, they're like little clay cartoons, but <laughs> he still shit. does the effects pretty carefully, like, you know. It's creative. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... It's creative. It's almost like this very deep satire, maybe. He's like, yeah, this is so dumb, like... <laughs> If you believe this, this you know, you deserve it. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. but uh, maybe not. I don't know. I can't tell. He's very. It's interesting shit, man. It's yeah. weird and wild stuff. Yeah, I I didn't know this shit existed. Yeah, until I'm I saw it. Actually, surprised. Video. Is this like a Russian? Is a Russian phenomenon? That guy's Russian. Russian yeah. YouTube have. There's like tons of views there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't frequent it, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole. It's its own world, I guess. It but, really is. Um. What is the best fake you've ever come across during your career as Captain Disillusion? Well, um, well, I'll come. That's hard to answer, but I think someone also asked like a similar inverse thing, which is like, what's a thing I was sure was fake? Yes. But I kind of like, yeah, because fakes, I don't know, like it's hard to, nothing stands out because it's all part of the same you know process and it's like someone does it a little better someone's a little more inventive mm -hmm. with it but it's this in my brain it's like a sea of sameness mm -hmm. but yeah like sometimes i get i suffer from the same over skepticism on things and people will send me a video and i'm like this looks so on its face fake that i just assume it's fake and i start figuring it out and i decide to make a video of it so that the one i don't know from a year or so ago Someone passed around this thing at, at like a water park where this guy comes down this water slide and, you know, you usually come down a water slide and just fall into a, the pool. But he just continues to slide on the surface of the water all the way to the edge of the pool and just kind of gets right. up using the yeah. inertia. That looks so ridiculous that I was like, okay, I don't even have to check. I'm, I'm starting from the premise that this is fake. Mm -hmm. Now, how did they do it? It's weird because like as he transitions from the water and stands Can up. Can you send me that there, video, Ian? Yeah, there's a person walking like across in front of camera, so it's like hiding the mm. transition. So I'm like, obviously, that's what's your, going on. All your radars were tailored. Yeah, it's like tailor-made, and it's kind of shot from like one perspective point, and even though mm. the camera is shaking, it's kind of just sitting in one place. So it's mm. not really motion. Um, but I started looking at it, and I'm like, okay, I'll try this. I'll look at this. I, I'll stabilize it. I'll look at it, you know, at different speeds, whatever. The standard things I start with, and I'm like, you know what, this is—I don't know. This is starting to look like I, there's nothing to grab onto uh. at all. It should be simpler than this. This kind of effect, and then somebody posted for, and I researched what is this place? What it's like a Jamaican right. like resort or something, um, and then somebody posted uh, somebody else doing it from a different angle, from a slightly different angle, and uh, and then it's someone like, else okay. had performed the same trick. Yeah, I th uh, I don't know if yeah I think it was a different person, but it was definitely a different angle on the thing uh, at the same park so, so is there a possibility first of all hold on i'm pulling up this this tweet has 14 million what? flipping views for christ's sake sliding literally into the dm's like that's the original <laughs> post uh, no wonder it's been seen so many times the okay so let's see here yeah Ooh, it, it looks, looks uh, yeah it looks like a viral video like it a, does like there's a like Dorito one of those, at the end or some yeah shit. or like uh, the ads with the what's it the deodorant um 
Spice. Yeah, Old Spice ads. I and that's just, wow, that's impressive either way. Yeah. And so is it possible that this is just a, that it was so good that it fooled you? It's possible, but I wouldn't <coughs> bet on it. Like, just, it, it starts to defeat the purpose. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, unless, yeah, maybe someone will come on and say, and explain got how you. they did it. Like, what is it that they got me on? But I'm pretty sure just from seeing the other versions of this and, like, just reading up the fact that this is just a weird thing. Also, the way he's just like, yep, I just did that. Yeah. And yeah. this and is my life. And that it yeah. kills me, the little transition of the person. And then yep, right it, in front of him. It, like, and a, yeah. like, you could, it looks strange because he hasn't, his shirt is completely off. And then as the lady passes, it's, like, he half on him. On. Wow. Like, it's so... It's the perfect real fake. Yeah, like, it's very <laughs> misleading... So that's one of the ones where I'm like, this this got me in like the reverse like, yep. way. <laughs> yeah, what's happening with his shirt? That's, that's a great video. Either way, <laughs> I give that an A plus. Yeah. Fun. And the, did you get the captions sliding into the DMs? Got him. Perfect. Um, is there a fake that was so awful, so bad that convinced so many people? That sticks out in your mind, I well, guess. You know, back in the, the day, penguin. yeah, like the penguin, like people used to really just want to believe, I guess, or just they didn't know any better. But yeah, that's probably like the older the video, the, the <coughs> cheesier it is, right. and that one is the oldest. That so was I, the one that got you yeah. going. Gotta go, yeah, gotta go with that one. That one, I mean, all of those early videos, I'm like, it took me like two seconds to figure out everything about the video, and sure. then I figured <laughs> out how do I explain this over five minutes mm-hmm. to make it interesting. You mentioned, once again, you mentioned the uh, Sedonis video. You mentioned at the end the consequence of bur- blurring the lines between real and fake is stuff like this government-funded UFO research that sure. was performed recently, and they were talking about it. Well, it's from, it's from a while back, but it's come just out that, that, that that was funded for like $22 million. So what agency was it? I, I think it was the... Air Force? Some government agency funded an actual investigation that UFO, based on some evidence that they, or some video that they had taken. It was just a pet project of, I I forget the name of the person, but it was like this politician who just thought he's a believer, he's into Mm -hmm. UFOs, and he wanted to use a whole department of an agency to, 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 I guess, just figure it out for him or whatever, but... It's clear from the way he talks about it. That article that initially like kind of brought attention to this, they they they're pretty thorough in how they you know they they're pretty fair to the whole story and they mm. explain like the guy um, was into this like it, that's, that's why this happened. It, yeah. yeah, like a lot of people yeah. point to the fact that the very existence of it is evidence that something's out there. Well, that like. Yeah, as we can see, the example of that situation, it's like if if it's if someone up top decides that he must it, know it something. Must, well, no, but yeah, but if 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 it's just a decision by them, then we can see how it, it's one guy that ultimately got the ro- ball rolling. Mm. But now it looks like oh, an agency had mm. a department, mm-hmm. but it was really just like this weird thing somebody thought up, and they had the power to do it. So to me, it says the opposite. It's like mm. it's easy. To look at something established and and say it's it's like, you know, I I'm not you know there are a lot of like skeptical bloggers and and podcasters that know this like general cultural stuff like myths about Bigfoot and UFOs and they you could they do a good job explaining this stuff but you can trace things like 
the fact that there were literally no UFOs before like 1950 mm. or whatever mm -hmm. that became like somebody faked a thing once, mm -hmm. like someone used like a hubcap or whatever on a string and then it just or someone wrote some novel where this was described right. in, as a saucer mm -hmm. and it's like it all, all stems sudden, from that point yeah and now in retrospect it looks to us like oh it's always been a thing so you see wouldn't there be something to this because everyone is seeing saucer shaped things all over the world but it's it's like a myth that feeds on itself so mm. you can never trust this you know interesting kind of thing without looking back into the history are there any conspiracy theories that you believe is there any credible conspiracy theories out there um i guess i don't follow like details like i'm sure there I are guess political you, you personally, conspiracies is there one a yeah. conspiracy you're like yeah I, 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 there's something there probably like youtube <laughs> shenanigans like <laughs> i don't know like uh yeah i would probably in the corporate world there's more there's real that shit. kind of thing yeah. yeah but i i don't i don't follow like the political landscape and social mm. things to know like which ones look a little more real to me than others. But I, I mean, I'm not saying like conspiracies do not occur. You know, we have the word for a reason. Like it <laughs> happens. Yeah, most but, definitely. Yeah. But it's become kind of a, kind of a, a may, -may yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one last question. Sure. This is customary of all of our guests. If you don't have a good answer, feel free to just say, Hey, I have nothing to say. That's completely fine. What could this be? You're going to be disappointed, probably, because our fans... You do know this. Yeah, ghost I, stories, okay. right? <laughs> do you have any interesting ghost stories, paranormal experiences, or yes, anything? Because, you do. Well, well, because my answer is, because I knew that you asked this, I tried to think really you hard. Prepped. What can I... No, I... I, I yeah. I tried. I want to be fair, because okay. you know, everybody expects, like, I'm going to be like, nope. Yeah, and, I, and that's fine. I don't yeah. have anything. Yeah, yeah I, I a lot. Well... So the best, I mean, I want to be fair. I, I want to tell you kind of a story, like a highlight reel of several things. And you tell me, okay. Um, when I was a kid, I was a little kid, like second grade. We had this weird schedule where our classes would be in the afternoon. So we'd be at school till late at night when it gets dark. And one time we're in recess and we're like, our classroom is at the end of a hallway with a stairwell where it's the lights are out and it's dark and it's kind of creepy. And we're at recess and one of our classmates says, oh, you know, I know this like thing where you say these incantations. If you do it in the middle of the night in a dark place and that's quiet, you can summon like UFOs and aliens from another dimension. And we're like, cool, let's do this. And we go into the dark um, stairwell and he starts creepily like sitting and just <laughs> saying alien things and language. And it's like we're standing there and watching this guy speaking tongues and, and then it's starting starting this feeling starts to come over us like mm. some shit's gonna go down right now like i feel the presence of the thing right smash cut to a few years later i'm still a kid um but i'm like uh in my neighborhood i had a best friend where we would like get into trouble crawl into people's backyards and you know go and go into construction sites and whatever and he found out that we can get into the attic of this creepy looking apartment building that we lived in front of and it had this big communal it was like from the 30s so it was a normal apartment building but kind of creepy and we found out we can get into the attic which had no windows it was just this crazy space we walked in there it's pitch black and it's lit only by like a couple of pinpricks in the ceiling just to give you enough light to know that there's a space here and there's like 
objects that I can't make out. They could be monsters, whatever. We thought maybe it's haunted. We, we don't know what we're going to find there. So we creep in and it's like completely silent. You know, that silence that's like, it's deafening in your mm -hmm. ears. It starts to make that noise. And we're like creeping through, creeping through, making little creaks, nothing. And then suddenly something pops out of a wall, like kind of from above and just shoots at us with like this menacing, like hiss and just flies right at us. Okay, smash cut to. I love. I'm a, I love yeah. seeing smash cut. And you know, I'm, I'm building suspense. <laughs> now I'm a pimply teenager in high school. I'm already in America now, and I'm into martial arts and Bruce Lee movies. And I got this book on kung fu, and I'm like, it talks about you know kicking and punching, but also there's this section on what Shaolin masters, the amazing feats they could work out, and like you could keep. Raise, like picking up a, a, a big pot that you keep filling up gradually until your hand becomes so strong you can rip people's mm -hmm. throats out mm -hmm. or you can learn to control your muscles over years until you can pull your testicles into your body to avoid Great. kicks to the groin yeah or you can like rub your some sand in a ba basin until like and let it run through your fingers until eventually over years of practice you just rub your hands in front of the sand and you start to make the sand move and yada, 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 you have telekinetic powers to attack people at a distance. And I'm like, that's the one. I'll take that one. I'll, <laughs> I'll practice for years now. I'll do this. I, I'll get some sand from the beach. And I, and I was on my way in practicing this. So what do you think the climax of each of these stories is? <laughs> Can you guess? I don't know. I'm waiting for the smash well, cut. Well, yeah, smashing cut back. <laughs> so the smash cut to the first, the classmate in the stairwell, we just stood there for for minutes until nothing was happening. We got creeped out standing in a dark place and we just left. We just ran back to the class. The aliens didn't show up, all right? The thing with the friend in, in the uh, attic, the thing, the entity flew at us, stopped, like hovered, fell down and waddled away. It was a pigeon. Like we scared the pigeon, all right? Nice. nice. We finally have ours. Then. We should have been yeah. doing the smash goes the whole That's time. That's the smash goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret to tell you that I did not, after years of practice, or actually that one just more had like no a week. At all. Yeah, well, I kind of probably just spent a week rubbing some sand, but I did not have telekinetic powers. <laughs> Would I? you admit it if you did? Uh, well, so not. that that was a great. That was like an anti-ghost story. Yeah, anti-ghost. Yeah. Well, my point in explain in telling you that is that I don't want to. I'm not like a naysayer. Mm -hmm. Like I have a trek record in my life of trying to find this phenomenon. <laughs> I'm down. I was always like a scared yeah. child. Like I was scared of the dark. I was scared of alien shows or whatever. But I was curious enough to yeah. want to see these things. <laughs> and I tried. I've done my due diligence. <laughs> bring it on. That's what know, I say. Universe. Bring it on. <laughs> well, we'll both be waiting. Yeah. And um, until then, everybody... Go subscribe and watch Captain Disillusion on yes. YouTube. And when you're done, and when you realize he's the best channel on YouTube, <laughs> go to his Patreon and support him there. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out yeah. and gracing us. Me. It was a joy. Thank it was you. a pleasure. This was awesome. God bless you. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Um, oh, come on. Now I, I can't. <laughs> um, remember, guys, Rhett and Link on Thursday. Right. And Tuesday we have another episode. <laughs> And I hope that kid Jordan's not calling back in any more time. I hate that kid. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless you. People in Europe, they get angry when I say have a great evening because it's morning for them. So shout out so to all my Euro boys. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, have a great weekend, whatever time of day it is. God bless you. See you on Thursday. Ta-ta.